0: <laughs> it's going to be a Merry Christmas, I could tell. Out of all the Rangers, you know you're the mastermind.
1: Run, run,
0: Rudolph.
1: Randolph ain't too far behind. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to our third annual holiday special. This is our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast here with you on Monday, December 24th, 2018. It is Christmas Eve. I am Joe Marana alongside Santa's little helper, Mr. Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Ho, ho, ho. Howdy doody. How's it going, Quinn? One more day until the big uh, the big December 25th there.
2: So Santa's coming down the chimney Santa tonight, is right?
1: coming down the chimney.
2: Tonight, right? Tonight, yes. That's tonight. The, this is the night when Santa comes, right? Set, set out those milk and cuckoos. Now, is he already in like Scandinavia or <laughs> yeah, something I weird. You know what I'm talking about? He works his way westward. My mom would give me the updates as the day would go along no, when I was it. growing up. All yeah, right. she, she. I don't know how she kept tracking it of it in the days before the internet. I don't know. That's pretty impressive yeah. and dedicated of yeah. her to
1: do so. But folks, thank you so much for being with us. As always here, uh, last week we wrapped up Season 11, and next week on New Year's Eve, we will be kicking off Season 12. But in between that here, it is time to do a very special review, and we'll get to that in one second. But speaking of the Yule Log, if you'll log on to Twitter, Oh-ho! and you can follow us at OVP Podcast. you can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is... Oh vppodcast at gmail.com but when there is a place that people can find us and it is over on a social media platform known
2: as facebook yes over at facebook.foot.santa yep Um, santa's foot will come down (laughs) on your search bar there right You'll type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. You'll find the group. Click it. You're in the operators you standing by even on Christmas. Yep. Definitely. They they work 24. T- I don't know. Yeah. I don't get paid a lot either. Maybe they're elves or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't our know. little elves will let you they, in. Sorry sorry sorry, sorry. sorry. sorry to reveal, sorry. To reveal that. elves. Yeah. To everyone. But anyway, what goes on in that group there, Michael? Well, uh, the gippies, the jippies, the text messages. Uh, <laughs> text messages. I, I don't know. What do you call like when somebody just types something? A post? A post? Yeah. yeah there's posts. Text posts. Funny posts over yeah, there. And so people put stuff, they ask questions, yep. we got answers. Yes, some, we do. Some of our fans have answers. With it, there's funny things, people photoshopping stuff.
1: Wise Alec remarks.
2: Yeah, Wise Alec
1: <laughs> remarks. And we always want to stress that if you uh, are a fan of any brand of retro wrestling or current wrestling, you are a welcome in the group. This is not a place where we try to prove our superiority. No. You know, whose opinion is better. Mental superiority. Yeah, mental superiority. We don't do any of that crap there. No. We just like to have a fun time, joke, laugh and have some serious discussion, too. But it's a really fun time. Go to our Facebook group. It'll really be a fun time for you. And later on in the show, I guess we'll have some information on our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, we do have one, patreon.com slash podcasts if you want to donate. Yeah, if you want to type that in before we give you the information yeah.
2: <laughs> as you're hearing this review yeah, today.
1: Exactly. Just open it in a tab, you know, in the yeah. meantime. And while you're listening. You know? And obviously, Quinn, it is Christmas Eve, but this is not just a Christmas special. It is a holiday special. You know, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, maybe you celebrated Hanukkah a few it's weeks a back. The Hanukkah
2: special. Yep. Um, it's maybe a- you
1: celebrated a Festivus yesterday. Festivus.
2: Until you pin me, George. Festivus is not over. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. We, we got all of them here. Yeah. So. Any
1: holiday you want. This is for you. This is a gift to our fans. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call this a gift. This, this is a, this, well. This review. <laughs> you might be right about, about to, that one there, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so, story. We had a poll a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. We gave three options, if you recall. Yeah. And one of them was a joke option, really. I didn't think anyone would vote for. So it was a wrestling-related movie, which okay. we did our last two yes. holiday specials. Uh-huh. We did No Holds Barred in
2: 2016, and we did The Wrestler last right. year. Those have been the traditional, the movies. Right. And I thought, for sure, yeah. they're going to vote in the movies, right? Because the movies are so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. And it's different, you know? Yeah.
1: But we also give another option, which was non-wrestling-related movie. You know, maybe someone would have picked, like, Home Alone or something. Right. Some holiday movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. And then, pretty much as a joke, like, I didn't think people would vote for it. <sighs> We put uh, December 1995 in your
2: house, season's beatings,
1: which won the poll. <laughs> this is,
2: it's like you fans wanted to dump a pile of coal into our stockings this year. This whole show is ridiculous. Yeah. This was hideous. Yes. No, um, there's it, no bones about it. Th- this was horrible. It was a struggle. To watch, we're going to review it for you guys, so you don't ever have to watch it again if you don't want to. I highly recommend you never watch this again before uh, okay. we even get started.
1: Okay, there you go you have it you have it right from Quinn's mouth. There, I want to give you a little tiny bit of background sure. on how we got to this point uh, in December of ninety
2: five. You must have took a real disaster <laughs> to get to this point.
1: Well, the diesel era had had just ended, which was a good thing. Yeah. That it ended.
2: Yeah, but because I mean, it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, Although it, it when it ended, I did feel like the Diesel character was like revitalized. Yeah, you know,
1: like because he was cool now and he was know? actually Big Daddy cool. Yeah, and we'll get some of him in, in the show. So the Diesel era had just ended at Survivor Series the previous month. And, How many weeks ago was this? At this point, was about, it a, a, full month, month? about okay. a month. About a month. Yeah. yeah, we had Bret Hart in his third title reign, which right. was kind of a big deal. Bret's got the title again; hadn't had it in a year. Yeah, Since losing it to Backlund in the snooze fest that Chad Campbell really likes. Yep, that horrible match. <laughs> the chicken wing match. Yeah. So we got a new, kind of a little new direction. Diesel's kind of this shades of gray character, which we'll get to. Shawn Michaels is even more of a big deal than he had been the, right. the now, previous now the, months. the push is starting. The push towards WrestleMania is starting for Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Absolutely. So things were a little different. There was a Goldust had come in in the last few months. Acting all creepy. Yep. Bam Bam's gone. King Kong Bundy's gone. A lot of the track, comma's not really around. A lot of the crap is gone.
2: It's a little house cleaning. I I wouldn't say all of the crap is gone. No, no, no. Not all the
1: crap. Trust me. But little by little, they were starting to do some things that came more into fruition
2: in 96. Yeah, like they would bring in uh, the plumber guy, right? <laughs> and and, uh, and yes. the pug. And, and the pug, that. yeah, and Freddie Joe the, No, What what great additions. <laughs> but they were
1: still clearly in 1995, both in year and in spirit. Yes. You know, <laughs> they were in the, the
2: 1995 Christmas spirit yes. for this one.
1: That's how we get to December of 95. There's a lot going on, but none of it's very good. That's the bottom line. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Don't get
2: me wrong. I wouldn't say there's there isn't any good stuff going on because, like we commented, the Diesel um, Tweener heel, whatever he yeah. is, is there, and Brett in his third reign with, like, you know, he's still a quality wrestler, absolutely, and um, Sean, you know, like a them big com- player, you know, they're, they're starting to to build a story around, like, you know, to try to really make him like a super sympathetic face, absolutely, you
1: know? yes. So there's still there are things happening. The wheels are in motion, if you will, but a lot of it does not. <laughs>
2: pay off here yeah. at
1: Season's Beatings. Also,
2: uh, a guy, probably, I don't know if it was before or after this pay-per-view, but it was close enough, recently probably had his interview, was that uh, the Stone Cold on Brother Love, right? Yes, he had, I think he was
1: taped that the following night. Aha! Uh-huh. On Raw. Okay. So right around this time, Steve Austin's coming. Brother Love returns. You know yeah. that type of shit. Because
2: you know, a great way to debut a hot wrestler from WCW and ECW yeah. is to have Brother Love interview him. Bro-
1: Brother Love, who we hadn't seen since right. 1991, who have
2: literally <laughs> hadn't been around. Yeah. and nobody even remembered him. Do you remember <laughs> no when he came cared, back? Yeah. Like people were like, "Who? Like who yeah. is this?" Rightfully so. Yeah.
1: So this is an era where drawing fans was still something they could do, but drawing <laughs> uh, yeah, drawing a ton of fans was not. And uh, let's just get right into it, Quinn, because we've got a uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go through oh, here. We got tons of stuff. This is very serious business. We start Quinn um, with the Rising Block logo.
0: The World Wrestling Federation, for over fifty years, the revolutionary
2: force in sports entertainment. I really hated this logo. Could you tell me why? Because I feel like the Thunderdome one, the... Yeah, that you know, one. like the, the World Wrestling Federation, for <laughs> over 50 years, the greatest thing to ever happen to the universe. Yeah, just that's Vince. Boom, boom. <laughs> right? They had that. That was but good. But then they went to this chiseled block of ice thing. Yeah, or granite, with, whatever with the it was. same, like... The World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> the greatest thing ever for 50 years, if right. not 50 years. Yeah, right? first but like, of all, it wasn't 50. It just looked shittier. You know? It like, did, didn't I, look, it looked cheap. Well, it, again, it's this, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we know a guy that can do CG, because like, <laughs> th- that's also in this intro too. Yes. Uh, however, it, I just wanted to say that this was brought to you by a Coke oh, Smashburger, Burger so- was S- the, the sponsor at, over at my... Uh, apartment for this one
1: let me ask you a question what'd you get at Smashburger with
2: it oh i got my usual the um tell the the, fans. Ba- the what is the the baja that with the avocado in it i don't oh, know the cajun or the baja whatever the it is cajun burger no, you I, get garlic fries with that yeah smash fries yeah garlic though they, right they don't have garlic they on have them. garlic you know, oil, fries over there oil and uh like basil or there whatever are garlic them. fries at Smashburger. burger are there not I think there are maybe there's garlic on those fries, but I I'm think not positive. there is quite smash way, fries. They, those fries are fantastic. Also, Smash Burger is one of the most underrated um burger you, joints in the country. You I think, think it's underrated. Yeah, because a lot of people they're like, Oh, it looks like GameStop, what a piece of crap. Well, it kind it of, of does. Yeah, I you know, but I say
1: You could bring N sixty four games there and they give you seven cents. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I say, Holy shit, it tastes really good. It- It it really does.
1: Yes, it does. Quinn. Uh, So Todd Pettengill narrates a video package which includes shots of Santa Claus followed yes. right behind Stu and Helen Hart right <laughs> in afterwards. black and white yeah. may
2: I also note it's the Santa that was with Brett
1: yeah of course yeah. you have to know that I
2: must note that you know I didn't really like
1: being with that Santa it's one of the it's two, that thing. Santa Yep. so Todd plays up the fact here for our main event that Brett Hart has never beaten the British Bulldog which is an interesting angle to play up I'll give him that yeah and Todd says it'll be more like season's beatings for the Hart family tonight it'll be more like season's beatings for the heart family
2: he has to say the name of the pay-per-view <laughs> in like a sentence it's horrible the second the pay-per-view starts <laughs> yeah, it's bad oh, i hate things like that
1: <laughs> but you like this look when the in your house
2: animated intro with the classic music yeah okay so here we go we got the classic music which i was like huh! Oh, in your house yeah, yeah. That. whatever that it's is very soulful right the horrible cg <laughs> yeah. like here we go again they must have been so happy with the chiseled block that their cg <laughs> artist made that they made a like a dancing house with doors opening and <laughs> you know, snowball getting snowball splattered on splat, it like it's gack or something yeah. and you know what it already feels like in your house like that <laughs> That is, like, the most, like, quintessential 1995, like, yep. I, why isn't TLC singing Waterfalls? Right. And then, you know, the Spice Girls are yeah, coming out. Jencos and yeah, wearing Jenkos and stuff like that. you know, that. shit like that. Coolio. Yeah, just any, yeah, Coolio, <laughs> exactly, 1995, here we come.
1: Here's Coolio. Yeah. Uh, so Vince welcomes us to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Now, Hershey Park, they
2: must have offered them money to come here, right, because, like, why? This is a weird uh, venue for a pay-per-view. Yeah, it's big too. It is it's big, surprisingly big because it, it can hold many things other than a ring.
1: You want to know what the uh, attendance was? It was seventy-two eighty-nine, seven thousand two hundred eighty-nine, which is not a lot, but it's not, not a lot. But horrible. do you think the
2: Hershey Park Arena actually could have held more? I don't know. Well, That's we, a very are, we, good we do know that it can because there there's something occupying space that we'll get to later. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> so
1: uh, Vince, of course, is joined by King. And King's got, for the record, his black with a little red. That's yeah. Sergeant Pepper jacket. Yeah, that he, one. He's
2: classic King. Here.
1: Classic 95 King. And Vince is like, what about Santa who's already here? And King promises a big surprise tonight. <sighs> yeah. As Vince compares the entering Ted DiBiase to... Scrooge McDuck.
2: Right now, here is the personification, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, Scrooge McDuck. How does he know who that is? Since. And you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I take that back. And it was like at least five years ago, so that's how he knows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Because I yeah, think the cartoon true. came on, like, ninety seven, Oh, it's wow. old, yeah. The, it was in the 80s. Yeah, it was, like, the mid-late 80s. Right. You know what I'm talking about. So like maybe, the, like, Stephanie
1: used to watch it when she was, like, yeah, 11.
2: Yeah, dad. Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. Million-dollar man's like him.
1: <laughs> anyway, Ted DiBiase's team is Sid... And the kid.
2: I actually forgot about this team. I I like. I like this team. It is good, right? Surprisingly. (laughs) They shouldn't be good because it's mop hair kid with the, you know, know. crybaby
1: edition. And it's 95 Sid, who's never good, but But, it's actually not bad. We'll get to them. (laughs) Our ring announcer tonight, folks. And he was the (laughs) ring announcer for uh, a period of months in, in 95 and into 96. For some weird reason, Howard Finkel just, like, took
2: time off for a long time in 95. Maybe it was to get a uh, toupee surgery oh, or something. Oh, maybe, yeah. remember that whole Cy Sprilling thing a couple years ago. Sure. Maybe it was to get it removed. Maybe he was oh. having hair follicle issues Follicle or issues. Follicle yeah. follies? Yeah, follicle follies. <laughs> so our ring announcer is the
1: awful Manny Garcia, which... Yeah. He makes Justin Roberts sound like a good announcer. This
2: guy is
1: horrible. <laughs> and really I don't even is. remember him at all. I do. This must have been, what, like a month? A few months. Wow. Really? We did Raw and everything. Yeah, Fink was
2: just gone. Jeez. Even Richard Bland doesn't know why. Why didn't they bring back Bill Dunn? He's good. He sucks. What is your problem with he, him? he needs a cough drop. Are you serious? Yeah, Bill Dunn sucks. From Calgary, Alberta, <laughs> Canada. All right, that's pretty good. He's really good. I don't I know. know about really. Okay, I just watched WrestleMania ten the other day. Did I you? love him. Like you watched ten? Yeah, I was watching it. You know the put it on before you go to bed. Still thing. a good show, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's I a good you show. know you know how I know it's a good show? Why? If I'm trying to fall asleep and I can't because I'm like, oh, that's happening now. Oh wait, like because you turn your head so you're trying to fall asleep See? and you're and you're hearing the announcing.
1: It's not bad. Yeah. So Ted DiBiase has a brown turtleneck, which means he does not care. Yeah, it's the shit suit. Yeah, <laughs> the shit suit, as it, Quinn calls it. it, it. It's it is. The,
2: he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care anymore. He's not going to even try to be the million dollar man anymore. He's just going to be the man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> he just exists.
1: That's literally a great way to sum up the rest of his WWF yeah. tenure. He is, exists. He exists there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he does nothing. So anyway, we got clips of Marty Jannetty getting beat up by Sid at the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And then Kid interfering in the wild card match, which caused Razor Ramon to get pinned by the British Bulldog. So Razor Ramon's music hits, and he and Janetti
2: enter with matching leather jackets. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I don't remember this ever. What, they... like, ever? <gasps> Why were they wearing leather jackets? Did this happen? Other than I don't here? think so. Like, what is that part of? Like, I don't know. what are they, Did Greece? Marty Jannetty have a have a leather jacket at some point? Sometimes he wore one in like his
1: street clothes salad days <laughs> yeah, uh, salad days. Yeah. you like that phrase yeah <laughs> it's a good phrase uh but no i don't know i don't know why they wore them here this is really weird. <laughs> really weird so anyway razor ramon is the intercontinental champion as golda stands in the wings and watches him enter and he yep. blows razor a kiss and takes a ringside seat with uh usher not not the
2: rmb guy no you call him the Wee herman he, usher the right <laughs> usher, yeah this usher always bothered me He's as disturbing to me from a childhood perspective as the Colombian coffee man. I think I've already told this story One ball before. Does. How, you know, those weird commercials where he would like just see him randomly like 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 he was like a creep it's very creepy the usher reminds me of something like that like he would be in the corner just like ushing yeah he ushes just aka standing there (laughs) and just being really creepy yeah he is kind of creepy
1: Razor ramon has his goldish yellow tights on and like janetti has a shitty singlet on
2: his His gear is terrible his gear is distracting (laughs) it's really bad by the way, there's an ECW shirt, front row and center, hard camera, and and that will be like that plays something into... that happens later. Yeah, because remember, they're in Hershey. That's not too far from Philly. Right. The ECW fans are in they're full there.
1: force tonight. Yep. Just like another horrible pay-per-view King of the Ring, if right. you recall. They're See, there. Now,
2: I didn't remember that they were... Now, the King of the Ring, were they at the King of the Ring 95, or 95? or 95. They... Okay. Yeah, in okay, Philly. Okay, so this is now the, maybe the second appearance of the ECW Correct. fans on pay-per-view. On a shitty pay-per-view, yeah. no
1: less. So anyway... A fast start with Kid and Marty, who gets a two count off a drop kick. Earl Durrell is the ref, by the way. And Genetti and Kid have a nice exchange, ending with a Marty clothesline for two. Genetti keeps trying
2: to drag the Kid over to Razor, but the Kid keeps running away. Now this feud with the Kid and Razor, yeah. this was total shit. You think for so? Razor huh? Ramon. You've said this before. It's a huge downgrade. You really the, think? The problem is, is that after Razor, you know, put him in the diaper and everything. That's like, later oh, is it later? Yes. Either way, all of it was bad. I like, know, you don't like the build it. build up to it, everything. I just felt like the kid by this point, they had like diminished him. Like, you know, like Razor's the Intercontinental Champion. True. Like, I know he's starting this thing up with gold dust, but Get on with that, because this is shitty. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? You might have a point.
1: I always liked it, but I, it's worth reevaluating. Yeah, The uh, big atomic drop by Marty. He runs to tag Razor while the kid is selling, which is a cool spot. Big slap by Razor into an atomic drop of his own. But the kid tags in Sid off that cell, and Sid's into a big heel pop, which I kind of like. Like, yeah. the crowd was actually in the Sid. Tag Sid! He tags Sid!
0: I think the tag was... Oh! oh. Yeah! And there's that monster.
1: So there is literally I say this name as a joke sometimes. Mm-hmm. I caught this, Quinn. I don't know if you did. Someone literally held up a sign in the crowd that said <laughs> Bert Hart. And I'm not making that up. That's a I've never seen that.
2: Why sometimes still, I say Bert Hart, I, you know? I still don't get what the issue was with the spelling of this man's name yeah. who had been in the World Wrestling Federation for what, a decade by this <laughs> yes. point? Like How is it hard? And they had heart spelled Uh, (laughs) H-E-A-R-T. It's not hard. (laughs) They plaster his name everywhere. What is the issue here?
1: You know, I don't care how they spell my name. As long as they want to see me have good matches. Yeah, good matches. <laughs> Mr. Keto told them or whatever. Kid tags back in. Razor gets double teamed in the heel corner, quick. This
2: is a good tag wrestling match. I, I really must say I like the teamwork. It's a shame that Sid and Kid didn't stay together because yeah. the dynamic works. You it know? does work. Big and small. Kid They'd, running away. Being the coward. backing him up. It it works. See, that's using Sid to his strengths, right? Like, playing the heavy. Now, would you say that this is kind of like, they're kind of aping what Sean and Diesel did when they first were a heel team, yeah, they're aping it. They're more, they're like orangutaning
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> not even as good of a monkey. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> spider monkey. I, I mean,
2: it isn't as good, but it, it's still it's like still good. It's
1: competent. I think it's great. I think it's good heel tag wrestling. I right. have no problem with I'm it. Good with it. Also, by the way, despite like the Scourge McDuck thing, I noticed Vince
2: really hasn't been annoying on commentary. Well, Nothing stuck out yet. Here's the thing: It's that I don't think he's like really thrilled with what they're presenting tonight you think even vince himself knows that How it's do shitty you not know that this well this card is ass like it's horrible. That might be the
1: quote of the show, yeah. folks.
2: This card yeah. is a Well, oh, there might be more quotes later, so let's let's not, let's not of yet let's not make that the quote of the night
1: just yet. So Sid and razor double clothes on each other and each man makes a tag. There's a sign in the crowd that says
2: Marty must die, which is <laughs> that's funny. probably one of the ECW. <laughs> that has to be, has to be it. It. Actually, you know what a think, lot of the signs coming are. to think about it, maybe the Burt Hart was a joke. Because the um, ECM fans been. are so smarky and maybe, they, maybe even they're aware of the dumb idiots with Brett's name spelled wrong maybe. all the time. Maybe that's what that was.
1: You could be right about that. Yeah, Big power slam by Gennetti gets two.
2: I'm sorry. Gennetti is like really hard to take seriously in these horrible tights. <laughs> he looks like he has like a diaper on. Like you know the you know how he like had the singlet thing but like there's like Pants or like, like shorts or something? <laughs> he like has a like t- a shorts singlet. Yeah, like under his regular <laughs> singlet. Real. I don't get any of this. I hate it. It's so bad. The, with all the frills. Yeah, the tassels <laughs> he all looks over terrible. him. terrible. He's so shitty. He looks like he's on so much drugs. Yeah, probably. And I just, why is he employed still? That's a fair question. Like, he will be there another year. It, is it really, do you think, just all off of like being friends yes. with Sean? Well, like, being in the Rockers ever. Yeah. Like I think. literally that's his <laughs> not even friends with Sean he was in the rock <laughs> he was in the rockers attached to Shawn Michaels in some way he's a decent wrestler but he's uh, okay he could but knock not it at out this his point. own way. no yeah. I know second rope somersault
1: snap bear by Marty which is a nice move and now a camel clutch for no reason uh, speaking of making people humble Todd Patton is with Goldust in the crowd <laughs> Goldust is uh, in his movie quoting phase so he
2: quotes The Graduate and also he, he doesn't speak I don't think so because like he only talks in quotes in quotes at this yeah point, right like he's only straight up like he never words of his own.
1: No, I don't think so. Not here, anyway. Yeah. Uh, he also does mention though a hairy chest, uh, which is ironic that a guy named Razor didn't shave his chest. I was just thinking. Oh, Thank you. Uh, oh, ho ho ho. Yeah. Uh, Janetti grabs a headlock during the soliloquy here, and Goldust calls Razor the naughty one, which is <laughs> probably what like Gorilla Monsoon would say after hitting the Joy Juice. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, he would say that on ah, the naughty one. <laughs> he would say that on the Christmas pay per view. Obviously, yeah. he, he hasn't been nice. Yeah, <laughs> ah, the naughty one hasn't been nice this year. King, <laughs> Yeah, King, has he ever? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. They, Superstars. Okay, they did actually team up in '93. Weird or four.
1: combination. I know. It's almost like Gorilla and Brain, but not the same.
2: Well, you got to use speed
0: and agility. That's something this guy certainly lacks. Of course, he's got Johnny Polo whispering in his ear. That's two strikes against him already. What do you mean by that? Johnny Polo speaks highly of you. What a fountain of
2: misinformation! Oh, please. By the way, while we're yeah. while we're here talking about the we're commentators, here. yes. Why the fuck is JR not a commentary? Like, no, I was no. wondering this the whole show. He's
1: gonna he's interview people backstage. Yeah. I well, don't know. Yeah,
2: but well, that's only later. Like, it's only once. like once. Yeah, what the fuck is his job? <laughs> no, like, no. I don't understand what he's doing here.
1: Goldust gives uh, Todd an envelope to give to Razor as Janetti fights off both Kid and Sid. Big power slam by Sid gets two and an Irish whip by Sid into the kid. And Kid dropkicks Janetti off that Irish whip in the corner, followed by a Sid clothesline into that really exciting move of his. The double chin lock.
2: Yeah, now this match is settled into like standard 1995 bullshit yep. where you're just kind of bored. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the crowd's bored. Yep. You, you, the, the smell of the aircraft carrier. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is 1995
1: city here. Yeah, it really is. By the way, King has not said anything that struck me as funny thus far. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, do
2: you, do you expect well, no, it's ninety-five the, King. Yeah, he's yeah. not
1: that funny. It's, he's still got the seventies joke book this, <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> but but what was funny, Quinn, is now King was referring to DiBiase as Scrooge McDuck.
2: Yeah, what is this? <laughs> King knows about it. Did they just see the cartoon in the back today? <laughs> like, why is that the second reference to Scrooge McDuck? I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, what's dumb? This match sucks, by the way. Like, I was it, saying, it, it was starts like, off okay, okay but it, but like now I'm just like bored. Well, because I think this is like fifteen minutes. Or something. Like, it's really long.
1: It's a little long for what it is, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of rest holds
2: in the middle of it. It's almost like they knew, like, most of the matches wouldn't take long. Yep. So they were like, hey, can you just go waste, like, a quarter of the pay per view runtime? <laughs> like, seriously. I know. Because like, I looked at the status bar on the Apple yeah, TV. Yeah, status bar. Like, as this was going along, right. and I'm like, geez. Like, yeah. this is
1: ridiculous. It's long. Geneti continues to get beat down before Kid misses a top rope, or whatever he was going for. And finally, Razor gets a hot tag. For Finally, Uh, he beats up both heels for a bit, but gets backdropped out of a Razor's Edge attempt on Sid. Sid misses a leg drop like he's Hogan at WrestleMania (laughs) six, and then he charges Razor in the corner, gets booted in the face, and gets bulldogged for the pin. What
2: in the actual fuck (laughs) was that? What is sin right now? He lost to a bulldog (laughs) from Razor. Razor never even does that. Yeah, that's not even his thing. What the hell is this? I mean, I could understand if Brett hit Mm. one because, like, that's in his five moves of stupid or whatever, but this is not even in Razor's repertoire. No, he doesn't normally do it. Yeah, it is dumb. <laughs> uh, what? Like, seriously, what? <laughs> I, I, don't know. G- I don't I don't, know. don't understand that ending. It's and a that weird should finish. say all you need to know about what we're in store for. Yeah, we're in the uh, store here. <laughs> we're in store for season's beatings on us, yeah. <laughs> on the viewer. Uh, so
1: Razor tries the uh, Razor's Edge on the kid after the match, but Sid makes a save. But that was certainly an opening tag match at a B pay-per-view. Yeah, Quinn. it
2: existed. All right. And it was terrible.
1: If I recall correctly, I think I'd go in like the two, two and a half star range on that. It wasn't great. It was okay. You know, I
2: was going to go two stars at the beginning, but now I'm at like one and a half because really? of the chin locks. There's
1: a lot of chin locks.
2: Forever. Like, if it wasn't 15 minutes long, I would have probably given that like more. Yeah, I understand where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. It was okay. It wasn't great. It started hot and then it just died down very quick.
1: Speaking of starting hot, Sonny and Ray Rougeau are no, on the superstar line as DiBiase barges in. <laughs> this is
2: amazing, by the way. <laughs> because, like, first of all, why the hell is Ray Rougeau on pay-per-view? <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> also, I was saying, like... i on the phone. I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is such a rip-off for the people who call and they get Ray instead of Sonny. Because oh they yeah! Don't, like especially the early callers because they don't know they haven't been told that one is with the winners and one is with the I think right. some is with the winners. Of course. So like, what if you're like you want to take the chance? You call it and you're like, man, it be what if the loser's like a wrestler I like? Right, right, right sure and you get Ray Rougeau.
1: Hi, how are you? Yeah. It's nice to talk to you here and in your house.
2: Yeah. Let's Horrible. Sonny would be like, hey, honey. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> that drunk yet. Not yet. She looked pretty sober. She looked in pretty all good. The, in all the multiple shots we saw of her boobs in this pay-per-view. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, that was the shot, by the way. The box was, like, perfectly angled to show her boobs. Yeah, it was a cleavage box. Yeah, it was a cleavage box. All right. Now, this is the most important part of the show. We go back to Manny Garcia.
1: Yep. Who might have lost his job over the following sequence because he didn't really last that much longer. Uh, So he says, This contest is good enough for one fall. This contest is good enough for one fall. He then slowly and awkwardly introduces Nature Boy, Buddy Rydell. From Knoxville, Tennessee, weighing at 230
2: pounds, Nature Boy. Buddy Rydell. Who? (laughs) I was... First, I really was baffled because, A, I didn't remember... Right. ...this... What happened to Buddy Rydell. And, and B, I I thought, like, if anything, it would be Buddy Rose because I feel like he came back or something.
1: I don't know if he did. They ran blow away, like, randomly in, like, 95 or six. Yeah, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They actually
2: did. So, I was like, who? Buddy Rydell? (laughs) Buddy Rydell, first of all. I really was confused of like who was coming out and then like it the didn't be- even play that music No,
1: the best part is that vince is like what in the world is going on yeah. here i don't think he has any idea what he's doing out there and no
2: well <laughs> he he tries to stand up for him and he says like king yes like cause the confusion because well, king was standing up or something Yeah, the king tries to like help here
0: what in the world is going on here i don't think he has any idea what he's doing out there Seems to be some confusion all brought about
2: by you-know-who out there. Okay.
1: He stands up and, like, yells at the crowd. By the way, his
2: mullet is amazing. It's so long. I mean, King's mullet in 95, I think, was peak. Like, the dinky was, like, out of control. Yeah. Down to his, like, lower back practice. Was he still in Memphis, like, doing things weekly? Like, Uh, wrestling and stuff? I don't know about weekly, but, yeah, he was there. He's still there. So, I guess the mullet was to keep in style or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, if you notice, after 97, once once he was done with Memphis, he cut his hair. Yeah, it's true. had <laughs> a look. Got to look at
2: the part. Those Memphis folks, they they
1: knew it. Yeah, so like you said, Quinn, Vince tries to like cover by blaming the shitty
2: announcer on King. Like, King has confused this crowd or yeah, confused the ring announcer. He says he's confused the ring announcer, like what? which is code for he, he's gotten fired. Yeah. He's going to get fired after this. So.
1: so King gets in the ring. He's got a big surprise, like you mentioned, and Yes, the world has been waiting. Now you thought it'd be Santa, but the world has been waiting, Quinn. so
2: Okay, I want to say this. Yep. But before you say who yeah, it yeah, is, no. I thought for sure, like, oh God, it's this. It's Santa, what this right? pay per view is yeah. known for: Santa Claus and all that. Yeah, right? right, right. So I'm like holding my. I'm getting ready to right. be like, oh man, the shit is already starting, right? Yep. And then it's Jeff Jarrett. He's returning. <gasps> Jeff Jarrett. On one hand, we dodged a bullet with it not being xanta right yeah but wait it's fucking worse <laughs> why why i don't want to see him ever he never drew a dime <laughs> and especially uh, here he's
1: the worst. he's so useless yeah. here so there's like 11 people maybe excited yeah. to see him and vince has a great line he's like a uh, christmas
2: present we could have lived without
0: however i think that's a uh, christmas present we could have lived without
2: I like how the crowd dies when they realize that's the surprise because they think like, oh man, like we thought we were getting something good Something here. good, yeah. Right, maybe some guy from ECW, but Hot, that's probably new what they were thinking, Yeah, right? like Cactus Jack or yeah. something yeah, who would be coming. Said they get fucking double J. <laughs>
1: now, Jerry, you know, I'm the world's greatest singer? No. Yeah. I'm the world's greatest entertainer? Like, well, how? Yeah. Why? Uh, I'm the world's greatest wrestler? Never. By the way, Jerry has the Jennifer Flowers <laughs> garb on tonight. But can you please explain that for people but it's might when not he, get it. he
2: came out at WrestleMania, I think fourteen. Yes. In the same like getup, he has like, that the get-up silvery on. suit with the gold shirt. <laughs> yep, it's a, literally the exact same garb. Remember Jennifer Flowers? Yeah, Jennifer Flowers. <laughs> that, that's a reference in the nineties. In fact, I think she's like just getting famous in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, like, right the around Allegations that time.
1: just started. Yep, right? I did not do it. So anyway, King uh, mentions or coins the oft-forgotten "greater than great" catchphrase for Jeff Jarrett. Nobody Jared.
2: cares. <laughs> that, that's why nobody remembers because nobody cares. Yeah, he sucks balls. He's horrible. Get him out here, So, King
1: presents Jarrett with a gold CD for Ain't I Great, which was never released, but I definitely looked for it in the stores for, like, months on and off.
2: Yeah, CD. <laughs> so 90s. They couldn't give him a gold record? Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Like, even CD. in the 90s, you still did record. Gold CD is clearly shittier because it's not as much gold. That's like, true. It's, it's smaller. It's smaller, so it's ass. It's <laughs> Nobody wants that. So- and it's like this crappy, like frame thing that they clearly like you know went to like you know the mall and yeah went, they like, bought
1: like an Alanis Morissette CD right they got the frame right they had it mounted they, they put his picture it up the picture
2: yeah. from the magazine yeah it's literally the one from like the yearbook <laughs> Like you know the WWF yearbook yes thing. in fact I own the 1995 yearbook why because I was—that was when I first got into WWF, so the yearbook seemed so like amazing, and it was so weird because that yearbook came out like near the end of '95. Yeah, but of it course. Had, you know, on the last page, I always remember this because what? I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Because I was a new fan. Yeah, Stan Lane on the like last page. <laughs> he was the last person on the roster. He was gone by then. too. Yeah, exactly. So it was really weird because it said "1995 yearbook" on the front. So you're like. What? Hi, fans. Stanley. Yeah. I remember the the picture on the front was them like celebrating with Sean when he beat Jarrett for the Intercontinental title. Yeah,
1: that was the one good match Jarrett had like the entire That's year. It's probably the match of the year, I'd say. <laughs>
2: one of the, yeah, yeah. maybe.
1: Uh, as Jarrett stands in the ring and rambles and rambles, I just want to remind you that people actually paid money to sit here for this show. Yeah, you my know?
2: parents did.
1: <laughs> I saw it on pay per view, yeah. right? Yeah, I saw it. For the record, yeah, I saw this at my friend's house.
2: He had a black box. luckily they didn't pay for this
1: horribleness but you saw this too huh
2: yep oh I was there I was sitting in my dad's living room on (laughs) Sunday right you (laughs) know and it's Christmas break probably at this point yeah just about and you're all excited for the wrestling yeah and for the presents obviously like I was hoping I'd get you know, I probably did get that Intercontinental Belt thing that year, the brown one. You
1: had the IC Brown? Yeah. So I had the world title that didn't look like the world title, the one that Vader had on oh, Boy he, World? the shitty
2: one. I had the white version of that, but it was like a hand-me-down for someone yeah, much later.
1: They made that in the early 90s, I yeah. think, or late 80s. Yeah. Nate Parra would know. Ring yeah. skirts. Anyway, Double J says that he single-handedly took Monday Night Raw to places it's never been before, so... <laughs> I'm assuming he means the aircraft hangers. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, that was obviously it. I mean, the, his skills clearly attracted them to aircraft hangers. Yeah, he, he the best to, acoustics, right?
1: Obviously. Best acoustics for drowning out people snoring, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, he's got his new album coming out soon, which this one I didn't fall for, you know? Yeah. And he's got a new tour coming out, too.
2: Yeah. How about he tours out of here? Like, <laughs> and we never see him again. That's what I want.
1: Incidentally, Quinn,
2: he would. But he was gone by February. Isn't right. that weird? What a weird comeback. Why did they, like, hype this comeback if they knew, like, I guess his contract was up or something? Like, I what was this? I maybe they were trying to, like, sell him. Like, hey, if you stay, you know, we'll feature you. Honestly, I
1: don't know why he left in February. I don't know why he left to begin with. I think he was just mad at the creative direction for his... What is he, honky-tonk man? Yeah,
2: what... <laughs> And the thing is, is that he never it's not like he went to WCW and they made him anything different. Like he was when the, he first went, you mean? Yeah, he had he stole the strappy stupid yeah, that's true. stuff on. He just
1: didn't wear the hat. Right. Anyway, he's gonna throw his hat into the Royal Rumble and go through twenty nine other superstars, which you don't like, you don't want to face all twenty nine.
2: Right. Literally, it's like WWF canon that yeah. that is the worst like it's known to the character. Yeah, you don't want
1: to be number one. Everyone knows that. And well yeah. Shawn Michaels won it though. His
2: character's an absolute idiot, Joe. Yes. It's horrible.
1: <laughs> so King wants to even bring him to the commentary table. Please don't. I was like, "Come, Come on. on. No.
2: Come on." But he does. We've had enough. <laughs> we give up. No more Jeff Jarrett. This has w- been going on for like 6 minutes at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had like one match and now we just have to deal with Jeff Jarrett the whole time. Forever. Literally. Dean Douglas is like stupid music hits. The
2: ship parade continues. <laughs> How? Like we just had that garbage. Well, first of all, let me let me say something. Yeah. We started this segment with Buddy Rydell. <laughs> then we started with Jeff Jarrett for six to seven minutes, and now we have Dean Douglas coming out, who is a real big loser. Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas. And you said he still works here? Yeah, I, that, I was very baffled by this because I really thought after he lost the IC title, you know, when he had it for one second or whatever, that he, like, I don't remember him, like, staying any more than maybe into November, yeah, was let alone December. <laughs> When did he go back to ECW? Right
1: after this shit, <laughs> oh, literally my God. like January. Maybe I bet
2: you he was like begging those ECW fans, like, please take me with you I outside this him. arena. I mean, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's
1: got his paddle with him, yes, and he's limping slightly. And I just need to make mention of something here. Yeah. Like you kind of recapitulated here, Quinn. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett begins speaking, right? Yeah. As a miscast, misused Shane Douglas walks down the aisle past a pig pen. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is the first time we kind of see it, right? Yeah. And and I just have to say, yes, it's this pay-per-view. Yeah.
1: People say Vince Russo was really bad. Jeff Jarrett dean douglas and a pig pen <laughs> and later there's santa and, and all this a ba- shit. and a bad ring announcer
2: yeah sit, sit and baby kid and, leather jacket janetti and razor really the
1: attitude era was bad vince this russo
2: was bad is hideous this is horrible i've said hideous multiple times and i will keep saying it on this show until we get through this garbage pile <laughs> of shit pay-per-view
1: this is an abomination yeah so anyway, apparently Dean Douglas's paddle is called the Board of Education. I'm not Dumb. making that up. Just, it's very I, I'm stupid. I'm not
2: even going to comment on that. <laughs> That's just stupid. So Dean gets on the
1: mic and explains in a very Shane Douglas-esque way yeah. that his back is only 65% of where it should be, which is kind of like the crowd for this show, I think. Anyway, he's not allowed to wrestle. So Buddy Landell, not Rydell Manny Garcia comes out to Ric Flair's
2: WWF theme. Well, he's a nature boy. And isn't that <laughs> ironic since Shane Douglas hates yeah. Ric Flair like so much in real life. You know, part of this felt like it might have been a rib. It, it seems like a rib, him, right? Yes, yes. Like, why were they so mad at him, by the way? What did Shane he, Douglas? What did he do? He was an asshole. Well, <laughs> I don't blame him. Look what they gave him. Like, well, he uh, should have been an asshole. Like the moment he comes in, he's like, I got this badass character in ECW yeah, that's that we true. could use. Oh, you're a teacher. <laughs> Like, I don't blame him for being an asshole to them. Like, he should have been an asshole to them. Like, seriously? Uh, That's actually
1: a fair point. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Buddy Landell here looks like... Blake Beverly dressed up as Greg
2: Valentine. <laughs> by the way, this was the Rydell, if you were confused earlier. Yeah, by Buddy Landell is Buddy Rydell. Yeah, and how old is this guy? <laughs> I don't know. He's I, the last chunky. time I've seen him in anything, right, before mm-hmm. this, in the timeline, isn't like 85 Crockett challenging Ric Flair to see who the real nature boy is? It, it was Ric Flair. I don't yeah. even think we needed to see that match. Right, but... <laughs> It was always weird to me that um JJ uh, but... Dillon was his manager. And then when the four horsemen form, he like abandons shitty fake nature boy and you goes to the real Metric Flair. I don't blame like, him. It was amazing. <laughs> so I'm the
1: Johnson then there's next, so this night's really only getting better. Huh, yep.
2: You know, I guarantee you this match is like two seconds long. Like I said That, that. was a prediction on your part. That yes. was my prediction. Yep. I wrote that before I don't I hadn't seen this pay per view in like twenty years. Yeah, right. And I said this match will be two seconds long. Long.
1: so right before the bell here douglas paddles johnson who then gets attacked by rick flab <laughs> uh, ahmed no cells and kills landell quinn with a pearl river plunge in like 23 seconds you were right off
2: by 20 seconds <laughs> Still. But I, that's that's a short distance no, you know? I, I pulled that off
1: johnson then smacks the dean with his own wood and my- <laughs> so
2: again he had he was in all his rights to be complaining to them really he gets spanked spanked this company right now, it's horrible. <laughs> Mike
1: Kyoto gets the hell out of the ring. I don't blame him. With a pissy look on his face, like, oh, God, I have to work here another yeah. 25 years. <laughs> so King plays Mean Gene and invites Ahmed down for an interview. Like, what? Like, out of nowhere, King's like,
2: hey, Ahmed, get down here, huh? And again, I'm asking, by the way, where the hell is JR <laughs> yeah, to, like, I know.
1: corral this garbage? <laughs> so King talks Ahmed by saying not only did Jeff Jarrett letter in high school, but he also had a 4.0 GPA. But, you know, when Ahmed got his letter, his
2: coach had to read it to him. And
1: Jarrett's like, ha, that's great, King. You got him. Yeah.
2: Now, (laughs) the the joke is already racist and horrible. Yes. But, like, just to add to the more annoying thing, it's like they did the, like, nudge. nudge. And they actually said out loud, you got him. Great, King. You got him. Great, King. You got him. So Ahmed says something
1: about I can break your heart, water, and being being Brit punk. You are aching, your heart, wanna be punk. Don't you talk to Billy Idol that way? Something like that.
2: I mean, he really did. Like that's, that's not even an exaggeration. No. everyone knows uh, Ahmed's history. Yeah, of, like Doobie he, Boy, he d- <laughs> nobody can really understand what he's saying. Yeah, that's real. There ain't us but Aaron, I'm Doobie boy. Uh, Why did they give him a manager? In all honesty, there wasn't anyone. They could have found somebody there was no one anybody please there was
1: literally no one there was like no uh, except Jim Cornette was the only manager they had by Uh. 95 and Sonny
2: I'm trying to think of like face managers. They always suck, anyway. Paul Bearer. What if you? What if Paul Bearer managed them? Well, <laughs> Teddy Long was face in WCW at that point. Stop. He was though. He managed um Ice Train and uh... that's not good. Yeah, but I'm just saying like they could have gotten a face manager from somewhere else. Don't bring up Ice Train. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that would be wrapped up like Actually, no mommy. Is he, is he
2: the only other? That's an interesting. Is he the only other face manager back then in '95 in all of the promotions? If you count Alpha. <laughs> okay. Alpha was there in They could have fr- gotten Offa,
1: obviously <laughs> He t- he speaks worse than Ahmed Johnson <laughs> Imagine Offa managing
2: Ahmed Johnson What a weird alternate what a weird, universe yeah. that would
1: be What a weird like WWF attitude video game And also Samu just observing Well, naturally Yeah so anyway, as Ahmed turns to threaten King, Jarrett breaks his fake gold CD thing over Ahmed's head, which leads me to believe, Quinn, that Ahmed should have worn a hat like the warrior that one time. Yeah, That would, would have protected him, I suppose. And then King casually holds up a chair for Jarrett to run <laughs> Ahmed into. It was a pretty good
2: shot. I gotta say, this is kind of a vicious beatdown. Yeah. Like, really? And also, I think I saw Bruce Hart in the crowd dressed like really dumb. Wait, 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 really? Yes. Like, and they never showed him again. Well, like, it was very Bruce Hart. <laughs> it was Hart. probably an accident to begin with. You, wait, what, he what was he dressed like? He was like... He he kind of looked like um, a Knuckleball Schwartz, except what? without the face paint. Did he have sunglasses on? He was wearing, like, all white. He had a hat, I think. Did he have sunglasses, though? Because then you no, know it's No Bruce's sunglasses. Oh, couldn't have been Bruce, But he then. had a weird, like, thing under his eye, like, almost like a Band-Aid that, uh, that was white. It, he was dressed really weird. That's why I thought it had to be Bruce because there wouldn't a normal person would dress like that. <laughs> so Jared beats up Ahmed, but uh,
1: Ahmed just eventually no-sells, chases Double J back behind the house or whatever. <laughs> this feud stunk. So did their shitty match at the Royal Rumble. None of it's good. This pay-per-view sucks
2: so far. <laughs> just saying. I know. Like, and, and you and I are fair. Yeah. to a lot of this stuff we've gone through every little thing so far yeah. and nothing has been good i know we like we grew up on this well, stuff that was so... a dud just now if we want to keep the yeah. star ratings going yeah really that was a literal dud
1: we grew up on 95 wf so yep. if, if we wanted to try to preserve its you know sentimental integrity we were would. not doing it very it's well it's not there. good yeah this it's is horrible it's really not that good um which is all the more reason why I think ninety three is better, Quinn. So we throw to Todd. Thankfully, <laughs> just please anything, anything but the inside please. this arena, please.
2: Who is with a purple shirted Razor Ramon?
1: Todd looks a little chunky here, I Quinny. Didn't really no- yeah, this. Yeah.
2: He's, yeah, it's a little chunky there. Uh, maybe he need to do jumping jacks <laughs> before he does the Z Morning Zoo in the morning or whatever he does. <laughs> Todd in the morning you know, is a whatever. horrible show.
1: Todd has like you know
2: Todd with three Ds. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Razor's facing Yokozuna tomorrow. And- yeah, and he tells America Online. that... That this belt will be online tomorrow. I'm not kidding. That, that really, really happens. Happened.
0: You know, America Online. Tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw.
1: I'm gonna put my most precious gold online. Goodbye. So, uh, Todd remembers to give Razor his envelope from Goldust before leaving. And well, Razor, yeah,
2: it's nice that I like that that continuity. It is good like, that, that that he handed it to him like two matches ago or something. Yes. And now, like Todd just caught up with him, which also plays into. Hey, look! They're on the superstar line. Every they're doing yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah there's like, stuff going on back. This there. is all like everything's flowing. I'll give them that.
1: That's like, Bruce Pritchard, I think. Yeah,
2: and there is continuity. I mean, there are people who are supposed to keep track of continuity. Continuity are they producers, continuity, right? Continuity Obviously, editors. the continuity producer knew his shit. Here. Now, who
1: was the best boy?
2: I don't know. You have to who was Pat the key grip
1: <laughs> <laughs> the key grip. Whatever. The grip. No, that's what it is. Yeah. There's also a dolly grip. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of dolly grips here, Razor gets very upset at this letter's contents. This is where he decided he was going to quit the WWF in May right then and there so that way he can go find out what's going on with Mike's penis.
2: He <laughs> maul the mauler. Yeah, he can go maul the mauler. Like Mike's penis. <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, so we get a shot of a pig's ass. We literally get a shot of a pig's yeah, ass. No, I'm not talking that about some not, wrestler. That's not. I'm us not talking just, about Manny Garcia. That's not just describing the pay-per-view.
1: <laughs> Followed by Hillbilly Jim, and since this is the network version, yes, it's his horrible overdub
2: theme. I hate this dub shit. Take a look at all those odds. <laughs> wow. wow. I me to introduce to you our special guest referee, Hillbilly it's like <laughs> it's so loud. It's ridiculous, and it's on so many things on the network. It's got to be the most dubbed song. I think. Period. So. End
1: of story. And they're barely dubbing much anymore. Superstar Jesus Christ, Superstar. I get yeah, that, it. That uh, of course, Alan Parsons. You know, a few right. things like that. But all of their main music that they always
2: used, why do they not own this? This know. has never been played anywhere else I've ever heard.
1: If you and This is a real question. If you're out there and you're listening and you know the reason why, like the actual reason, like who owns it, can you please let us know? Because <laughs> I really if, don't know. Listen,
2: if we could find out who owns it, I'm not joking, Joe. I think we should start like a GoFundMe to buy the rights and like gift it back to WWE so that they just can fix that shit. It's so I'm, aggravating. It's so annoying. And I don't even like this song that much, but... I hate the dub worse. It's terrible. Like, it, it's hideous and it needs to go. Yep. And I don't ever want to hear it again.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so, this was Hillbilly Jim's return after several years of not really being in front of the crowd. He had been the Coliseum Video brand ambassador. Remember that? Yeah. He literally, literally was. Now,
2: I always appreciated his work here because he was like He's one good. of the rare people that even when Coliseum Video was like becoming WWF home video and yeah. kind of not as a big deal anymore. 97. Like He was out there. Like He was hustling, man. Hustling at conventions and stuff. And I always like respected that. I did too. Like, because as Coliseum Video fans, <laughs> he was like holding the banner strong yep. even near, near the end. And he hosted bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. Yeah. Don't forget. I mean, that was his reward for his hard efforts.
1: He had some great bleepers. Yeah. So he literally comes out and he's like, hi! And then we get a uh, Triple H is harpsichord music. It's that era. and I always kind of didn't mind this music. No, it's fine. actually. Yeah. It
2: I mean, fits the character, like, perfectly. The one
1: afterwards is better. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But anyway, so he's revolted. Yeah. He's disgusted. It's, he's repulsed really, by like, these corny. pigs. Of course yeah. it is. So Vince gets so excited that the notion of Triple H
2: being covered in slop yeah, he in even, the hog pen. He makes, I'm not talking about his bedroom today. Vince makes the, like, Oink, oink in the deep voice. Why? Like why it's... but why is he doing it like this is WrestleMania? This is oink oink. Oink oink
1: what is with Vince, and this goes back to like 85 or right, earlier. Right, farm
2: people. With hillbillies. Yeah, he loves it.
1: He has an obsession with, I guess we talked about what, did he like grow up watching Green Acres or something? That's,
2: okay, that's always been my theory because right? like you see what Vince's age is and you figure out like, well, what would he be watching on TV when he's a kid? Maybe like, Green Acres. Green Acres. Like, I really think like that might have just been one of his favorites. Maybe he wasn't so much a Gilligan fan as much as he liked Green Acres. But I wish he was a Gilligan fan. Because if he was a Gilligan fan, there'd always be like islands things but then again there was islanders and stuff yeah but they weren't that type of island you know what i'm saying yeah exactly there was like um, if he liked gilligan's island i guarantee there'd be a professor character oh wait dean douglas there'd be marianne wait sunny (laughs) yeah gilligan i don't know any character one two three kid one two three kid henry godwin
1: enters to his uh, original theme the pig music now i always like this like
2: because it's so like it's calm it's calming, it's soothing, and I think I noted once that like this was a bad song. We but did. The, the more like I look back on it, the more I'm like, there's there's something like, is the right word like visceral about it? It's like gives you like an environment. You feel like you're on the farm because all the noises are at random intervals. I don't there, know it's if it's not visceral. Really, it's not
1: really music. No, it's not music. Well, there's a little banjo playing or something yeah. like that. <laughs>
2: Which is like, nice. It's like they're down on the farm. Yeah, they're and down now, on the farm. I think this is the good time to talk about Henry Godwin as we go through this match. I right? think
1: so. No, we'll we'll have some comments on him. He yeah. gets a,
2: a polite reaction. He had just recently <laughs> turned.
1: It is. It's, they're like, okay, he's nice. Yeah. Uh, he had just recently turned face in the fall. That's
2: and this, right. He started as a heel. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, in I, to, late I always forget that he was a heel because he was a face for a really long time.
1: Years. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the infamous, I guess, hog pen match, which is sometimes Quinn. Incorrectly remembered by people as a punishment to Triple H for MSG, even no, though? No, because that's later. MSG yeah. took place May of the following year. This if, was just part of the storyline. If
2: anything, this kind of elevated Triple H's stock as far as it like did. visibility. Yes. Because he was just beating up jobbers before this. Right. Like Henry Godwin was the first person he feuded with. It was like and an equal a, footing mid-carter. And actually, like Harry Von Eric, it was a decent feud, other than the Hawk Pen. I think the Hawk Pen was a little overkill, a little ham-fisted. Yeah. Uh Yeah, you got. You really got me on (laughs) that. you up on that
1: one there. Anyway, the object of this match, of course, is to throw your opponent into a pig pen because that's what the eighteen to thirty four demographic is really into in ninety five. And a grown man would be so revolted by being thrown in mud. What does he not have a shower?
2: Yeah, (laughs) you just take a shower. Don't they shower anyway after the match? Yes, they do. (laughs) And if you're a grown man, you've done manual labor by this point in your life at some point even if it was just like in your yard well, Triple or something. H didn't I
1: think is the joke
2: right supposedly but even so I mean if anything he you know played polo so he's been on a horse he's been with horses and in he, fields and dirt and stuff he also wrestles naked men for a living right naked like ugly <laughs> men sometimes naked too. hairy That's men smelly, smelly yeah so I, I really taco don't... breath I really don't get him. Tough Forts? I mean, even in Fancy Pants Wrestling School that they said he went, remember, they did say mm-hmm. he went to that? Like, yeah, very he, fancy. He must have wrestled like grunts there that were dirty. Like, I would think so. I just don't get like why he should be so afraid of this or something. I don't know, but he does some good yeah. heel work. He yeah. does. So Tony Chimmel gets slopped by accident by Henry <laughs> Godwin. So this <sighs> is funny because did you know that the fans who got slopped actually like received shirts? Because like it hit Chimmel, but it, also, it, it like splash on the fans, yeah. I, Vince remarks on it. My favorite part is Vince goes, "That, that poor, poor young, young man. man." Like in, the, in the, like in the <laughs> serious like, voice, like, right? Almost in the same voice as when Bobby got thrown out. Yeah, and, right. like underpants I and suck. like yeah, like Bobby that. Whole
0: oh, that
1: poor young man. <laughs> so not only do the people that paid to be here sit in the arena watching shit, they have to see Jeff Jarrett talk. Yeah, Buddy Landell <laughs> wrestle. They have to sit near pigs. They also get food thrown at them. But this is like the worst version of Double Dare ever.
2: As Gorilla challenges Bobby the Brain to a cage match. It's horrible. And the one, I guess, uh, saving grace for these fans was is that those fans did get free WWE Shirts, probably the one size fits all down to your ankles. Nightshirt all <laughs> yeah. over print. It's all the like quadruple XLs <laughs> yeah. that they couldn't sell. <laughs> That's all it is. It's the ones they ordered just for like the four people that like actually fit <laughs> yeah. them. Literally ordered, and, four, and they they bought ten, so they have six more, <laughs> and they luckily they fit those fans.
1: <laughs> in the ring, we have a slugfest to start here. Henry gets a back body drop. Hillbilly Jim, for the record, looks the same. He as never ever.
2: ages, which always is the thing in. My my brain is like, why did he retire? Yeah, like he doesn't know. look he like he's hurt or anything. Nope. He's jumping around. He's yeah. he's like squatting, getting down, looking like yeah. he's, he should have just been a regular ref. He's pretty good. Actually, he's not, bad, not yeah. bad
1: ref. After some action, Triple H gets tied in the ropes, a la Andre the Giant. And then Hog throws
2: some slop in his face. Yeah. Much to Vince's delight. Of course. It's so weird that I'm supposed to be intrigued by the fancy boy getting like, <laughs> Pig mud on him, or like yeah. cabbage, or whatever that is. Whatever. I mean, it, that's the thing is it mostly looks like a salad or something. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't a, even look that bad. It doesn't even look that. It's like a salad <laughs> in like like I don't know, chili or something. <laughs> Uh, it's just shit from the concession or something yeah, it's like that. Just mix all together. It's not like horrible. It's like legitimate food that probably tastes decent. Yeah. So Triple H kind of half
1: sells it, but he still gets up and kicks Henry's ass. Yeah. This is a good time to talk about Henry. Actually, yeah, he is saddled by a mediocre gimmick, but not a horrible
2: gimmick. I mean, no, it's, and it's, he and he was good at it too. I always thought he was. I thought Henry Goblin was. Like, looking back, I mean, is really good. Yeah, he's actually, to me, one of the, like, unsung heroes of this time. This time when, like, the gimmicks were really, like, abrasive and annoying. Yeah, and, and upfront. Like, this guy was, like, a legit athlete, and he was, like, a good wrestler. And a good look, big yeah. guy. I mean, if he had any other gimmick, he would have been great,
1: really. I think so.
2: Yeah, I I, it's just really strange, because you sometimes you see him, like, do really good moves that you wouldn't expect out of him by the gimmick. Right. But then you're like, oh, wait, it's Henry Godwin. Like, he's really a great athlete. Like, he really is. And you know what I always liked is the one person that would go to bat for him on commentary was JR. Always. Like, he'd be like, you don't under, like, this guy is like, I know we make fun of JR in the football player thing, but, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, he would always mention Henry's, like, accolades when mm. he w- I think he, he, I don't know, he's probably, like, Division 1 like He was on something. the Swimming team too In high school <laughs> Yeah he, Whatever he was Don't pee him up you'll. He was like But he really was A good athlete he was a Good athlete like, Good wrestler Yeah good wrestler Not and even a bad talker Quinn Not a bad talker Like I never had A bad thing to say About Henry yeah. Godwin And I really think It's a shame And people should Look back on him With more reverence He's good If anything He should be In the Hall, Hall of Fame He's not dead Whoa. Is he
1: no, he's not dead. So uh, Yeah, but
2: put him in and, and uh night in there. I like both of them. I
1: don't like night as much. Is it Chef because Knight? of Minion? Minion? Yeah, B- it's Minion? because of Minion. Minion. We get a knee lift by Triple H as we literally see a shot of pigs sleeping. I guess uh I guess all those pigs need are a blanket there yeah, shut up. <laughs> anyway, uh, good thing they didn't show the crowd sleeping too. Outside the ring <laughs> I'm <laughs> sleeping at this point. <laughs> Henry rams Triple H into the ring steps and then picks him up, starts heading for the pig pen. They go back and forth for a while. Triple H sets up for a pedigree in front of the hog pen, but Henry backdrops out. But Triple H straddles the top board before landing an elbow drop from the top of the pen. So I want to reiterate, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the game, the mastermind of NXT, the best wrestler ever, also once did a Randy Savage elbow from the top of a pig pen. So there is hope for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, King pretends that he's friends with what Jeff Foxworthy. This?
2: I, this whole thing
1: annoyed the shit out of me. Like, he just starts using all these red, you this know, goes Jeff on Foxworthy jokes. Minutes,
2: and it's like he just found out about him or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's like really into this well, for did, a long ass time during this match.
1: Question for you, Mr. TV Did the Jeff Foxworthy show just start in the fall '95 season? I, I think, think it did. It did. On
2: ABC? I, may, maybe even '94. I think but it was '95. The thing is, is this. Um, he wasn't in the are you smarter than a fifth grader phase where that was like his joke. No, he was. You might be a redneck. If that you know. was. Yeah. If. <laughs> yeah. if. But, but King goes in terms of all. You might be from Bitters, Arkansas. Yeah, where Henry's from. This. And it's like your armpits smell or <laughs> I don't know. Your kid knows more about math than you or something. Yeah, something like that. If you get odor eaters as a Christmas present,
0: yep. you might be from Bitters, Arkansas. Stop laughing.
1: that's not funny. <laughs> Triple H bails to the ring, but starts kicking ass again as King still steals another uh, redneck joke there. Yep.
2: And then another. Is he, like, literally just reading him off of a list, Quinn? It's so bad. It's it's bad. It's, like, if he said it maybe three times, right? Like, then it would be, like, the rule of threes, but he says it, like, Eight? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. And We didn't even, like, I think both of us in our heads it went on for, like, yeah. Because yeah, we both said it at the same time. Right. Like, that's how our brain added <laughs> it up or something. Yeah. So, Henry Godwin or Hogg, Pancake, drops Triple H, which Vince
1: calls what a maneuver uh, as both men go down. It was kind of like a reverse Alabama slam It quins. was
2: really good. And all I had to say to that was, Godwin is good. He like, really is. Holy shit. It's so good. This match they, isn't bad. It's so good that they replay it. Like, which is, is rare. Yeah, because it's a but, rare move. Yeah, it was awesome, and I was like, why didn't he call that the slop drop? That thing's <laughs> way better. Yeah,
1: that was a good move.
2: But I guess maybe it's too... He doesn't do it a lot because that could like really hurt someone if you fuck if, if if you you that, that up. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: basically an Alabama slammer but the guy the opponent is facing the other direction yeah you're
2: picking him up from his legs where he's like his chest is on the ground yeah instead of his back you're picking him up by the legs lifting him for a second and then just slamming him right back down brutal looking yeah it looks horrible like as far as like taking damage
1: absolutely so Hillbilly Jim the unbiased ref that he is basically helps Henry up even Vince has to comment like alright he's not unbiased well they're both from the same
2: farm or something Uh whatever they I used to Probably say. related.
1: Yeah. They brawl to the outside, but Triple H avoids a slop drop, which he doesn't avoid any more these days, if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh what do you mean? hillbilly jim consoles henry as king steals yet another Foxworthy joke which annoys vince
2: vince is kind of <laughs> yeah. hilarious here in the like in the way he flips out he's like i'm not from bitters arkansas knock it off <laughs> yeah, it's like, funny like, <laughs> like even he's like with me enough this already like, yeah shut the hell up <laughs> yeah. this isn't funny enough by the way if your two-year-old has more teeth than you do you might be from bitters arkansas i'm not from bitters arkansas what is this stuff bitters arkansas
1: when you're yeah. siding with the face Vince versus yeah. heel King, you That's know... a rare thing. Yeah, it's rare. Like
2: even I was like, yeah, you tell him, Vince. Like, <laughs> I've had enough of this crap.
1: So we get near the pen here, and Henry does a slop drop next to the pen, which obviously, Quinn, increases its effectiveness, right? Yeah. When you do it near the thing. Because now
2: you, now you have to pick up a 280-pound <laughs> guy from yeah, right. in the pen. But,
1: both men lay out, as King uh, mentions pork rind. so Quinn, I just have to ask you, pork rind? Pork rind.
2: Pork rind.
1: World crime. Henry charges Triple H, but gets backdropped into the pen. Triple H wins. Yeah, good. Yeah. So Hillbilly Jim raises Triple H's hand, but H gets a little terse and shoves Hillbilly Jim. So Hillbilly just tosses him to Henry who picks him up into the pen, press slams him into the
2: pen. Yay, the fancy boy got mud on him. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the story, right? That, yeah. That, and Vince is so happy about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I forgot to mention yeah, in this match, there was a brutal spot where somebody, I don't remember, I think it was Triple H, got like Irish whipped into like, the metal thing and yeah. it like bent and he had like we get a, a shot gigantic of that gash on his back yeah. and i was like damn you get and a he shot went of in the bleeding mud back. with that
1: cut so that's actually not a good idea yeah cause, you know
2: i mean that there are pigs taking a shit in there i don't really think you should like i understand that <laughs> thanks pig, for clarifying that quick. i don't i understand that it's it's funny and all that he got shit on him but not on a <laughs> cut like that can't you get like a staffed infection from that or whatever Yes. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? A staffed no. infection?
1: Staff. Is it
2: staff or staffed?
1: S T A P H. Okay. These days Triple H gets a staff infection yeah. when he gets, he gets that mud on him. Oh, like, oh, anyway, uh Hillbilly and uh and uh, Henry here, do a hoedown while Triple H kind of like Bobby Heenan's it up in the pen, which I'll give him credit for. You, you compare it even better, Quinn, I yeah, think. Yeah,
2: so this is, if in modern times, a couple years ago, in one of the rare instances where Stephanie McMahon got comeuppance. Not come on her. Oh, come on! Yes, she got comeuppance where Stephanie got thrown into a pen of mud of some kind. Yeah, because that's just normal to have in the arena, right? Well, it was because Vicky was supposed to get thrown in it, and she did. And then Vicky threw her, like, Vicky, Vicky was going to get fired if she lost. It was Vicky's something. like farewell right. match, and right? And like Steffi was like all confident, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like dancing in her face like, ha ha, you're fired or whatever. Right, right. But she didn't think, well, she's already fired
1: why yeah. wouldn't she throw you in you <laughs> dumbass
2: like, so yeah. she threw Stephanie in the mud and Stephanie did the exact same thing Triple H where they're like doing the swimming, swimming in the and, mud fall, standing like, up and yeah, falling standing up and falling she was like dragging refs in who right. were trying to help her and all this which is it's just funny to me that all those years later it's almost like Stephanie like saw what her husband did there well, and like copied it to, like would, to a T like Triple H is doing the same exact things
1: I would say Triple H just dished, dished uh, some dirt yeah thank you we get a very odd commercial Quinn in the middle Yo, of the pay per view. What's this? There's, like, we're, we're at a mansion and there's middle aged. It's not
2: really a mansion. It's almost like the In Your House house. It's with a like Mick Mansion version the, of the In Your House house. Right, maybe. with like a gigantic sectional, like almost like you have in your living room. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, there's middle aged white people here, classily dressed and. With,
2: on a really shitty sectional. Right.
1: Watching the Royal Rumble with some yeah. jerky kid in a t shirt that's too big. Right, that only one been, kid. Must have been way. one of those 4XL shirts, Quinn. Is this
2: like <laughs> the, the, the group of adult friends where only one person has an eight year old? <laughs> like, like, like what? That was That's so, true. It that was so is, weird. Which kid like, is that? like, why would he be the one that has to
1: deal with all these adults? My favorite thing, though, Quinn, anytime they used to do these um, pay per view commercials, like a month before the pay per view, right. is what they're. Watching on TV is just like odd close-ups of squash matches from superstars. No, because it's that
2: same like (laughs) you know what I mean. Yeah, it's that same like weird like close-up where you can see the CRT lines on them and
1: stuff. But it's like always like their entrance and like (laughs) it's almost like they
2: closed up on the raw intro the one where like yeah. but you know where it's like showing like really close yes, up I know smaller what you smaller of the wrestling. <laughs> yes. It's like they did that or something or it's something used for Coliseum video also. But
1: I think it's misleading because you're not going to see Tim McNeeny and all these jobbers in the Royal Rumble. It's a very poor well, way to...
2: you might. <laughs> Actually, this year it. you might. <laughs> but you didn't see that in 1995. I mean, Dick Dickie was, Murdoch he was like a
1: like hundred years old in it. <laughs> so some guy chokes on ice and then it Hops into some girl's dress so everyone fights. So be sure to watch this pay per view, I guess. If you
2: want to fight with your friends and over eight, ice eight, eight, and boobs and, and their and stuff. eight year old in a yeah. big shirt, their eight year old celebrating as you all fight. <laughs> but it's not what the hell was brat. this? It yeah. was a
1: horrible commercial. Yeah. Back to the announcers where Vince assures us that this year's Royal Rumble will be extraordinary, where wrestlers we never thought would be in the Royal Rumble. I guess he's talking about like Doug Gilbert. was like,
2: like Honky Tonk Man in no, the Royal Rumble? No, but the Headhunters were and oh, some Them. Japanese guy that no one remembers. Oh, taking a break from high-risk wrestling or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he
1: throws us to a video package, Vince does, about how Diesel is kind of mad these days and I must say infinitely better than he has been the last year. Yeah. Um, but he's not sorry for what he did to Bret Hart after he lost yeah, the title. it's evil Daddy Cool. Yeah, it is. And he's pretty good, Quinn. Yeah, I like him. However, Shawn Michaels faked another injury during his match with Owen Hart, you know, this was
2: a plan. Like, so this is what I was trying to say before. Like, were they trying? This was when they were trying to like, oh, they're getting Sean over. He's always a dick. So we need to make him like sympathetic. So let's do an angle where, you know, he has some mental breakdown or something with his head. He basically has like post. Um, concussion syndrome post-concussion yeah right and then like everyone's gonna feel so sorry for him and then he'll make the big comeback right like that was the big plan
1: yeah you you bought into it too didn't you
2: i did because the way they sold it so the way they it
1: was a really well done episode the
2: timing of 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 it too was that like sean was just starting they were starting to hint that he was like heading for the world title
1: right because he he got beat up by the marines and vacated the ic right but that was on unper- he was not gonna have the IC much longer now, anyway. Was the
2: concussion supposed to be some kind of like remains from yes. being beat up from the Marines? Yes,
1: but it, but in that match, Owen Hart injured him in the head so that they attribute it to Owen, and Owen takes all kinds of credit yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. It's really well done. So Diesel's still friends with Sean Quinn because he's actually like
2: a three-dimensional character. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people call him the first tweener, really. Yeah, it was interesting, although I think nobody really got it. In the crowd at the time, because it was like a new idea. It was a new idea, but this is where you were texting me about yeah, this. So, like, there was no heat at all for either guy because well, nobody, Owen was getting booed. What he I'm saying does. is nobody knew who to root for. Not like, they were like, heart. "Am I supposed to be happy that Owen's beating this heel, even though he's a heel? Or am I supposed to be happy that Diesel, who's been this big asshole for like a month, yeah, is beating up Owen?" And especially because Diesel beat up the guy's brother. Last. Yeah. Like, who am I supposed to care about here? Well,
1: see, whoever you want to.
2: It's just, it does.
1: Most people pick Diesel.
2: The problem is in an in a actual wrestling match is that the fans, especially when it's brand new like this, they don't, they literally don't know who to root for. Th- they knew it was Diesel Quinn. He hadn't turned heel yet. I guess. Well, he was that, still like, he made well, his motivations clear. Wait till the end of this match. What? So, I, I think he dives more into the heeldom. He didn't turn heel. I know he didn't officially. Like, but in I, his I,
1: promos, he says like If you want to cheer me, I'm fine with that. And I'll just, slap your hand. I just
2: felt like he came off like way more of a dick in this. But you, he's you, a you, dick. you can but go
1: through it. Hulk Hogan's a dick, yeah. and he was still a face. Anyway, Owen makes his down the ring, makes his way down the ringside with Jim Cornette. Diesel enters to a big reaction. I don't know what you were listening to. Maybe you I were didn't hear that. chomping over chips or something. Yeah, maybe. I'll I'll cut it in right here. So when you listen back to this episode, you'll hear it. Yeah,
2: put in the meat chomping on the terror chip. Michael's just might be out for good, and we're gonna have more of that. Come on, man! Shawn Michaels continues. Yeah, those I do have them. They those are, are good. very good. I buy them every week now because <laughs> when I buy my snacks, I'd like to balance it with healthy snacks and not healthy snacks. So those healthy, would qualify under healthy. Right. Imagine, but actually, right? if I go to the old shop, right? Um, <laughs> Ye old shoppy, right? They, they're actually in the health, health snack section, which is a thing there now. Yeah, really? Like what it's, else is there? It says healthy snacks and it's all like, healthy it's always choice. like crackers that, and stuff. <laughs> Just crackers. Pop chips because yeah, they have air in them. Those are good though. Yeah, I like the pop I chips. I get those sometimes too, so I, I balance my snackage out. <laughs> That's good to balance yeah. your snackage. I actually now have a really bunch of unhealthy things because at the this elephant I was telling you about, yeah, the the elephant. White Elephant, um, Secret Santa, whatever, guess what I got that I ended up with?
1: A big tin of popcorn. Six boxes of cereal.
2: <laughs> yeah. What kind? Well, like Reese's cups? Oh man, that's like, so good! All that stuff, yeah, like all like all the most sugary ones, and like grain bran or you know one of those. What's like that? It was like mixed in all, with bran? Like all. It was one of those horrible. Do you keep milk in your house? I do. Whole two percent. Whole. I I only get two percent if they're like out of whole. Like at yeah, right. Target you go or to something. The next yeah. Step down.
1: Yeah. One percent. Right, don't even get me started. So, why
2: is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who buys that? There's always specifically
1: one like, percent. I know.
2: Amazing because there's always like a ton of it, like tons, and like all the two percent's gone because because all the holes gone. Like that's what happens when you yeah. go to Target, right? It's like. The, those two are gone and then there's just tons of 1% right. nobody's touching right. it. No, because it's people- all like almost expired it's like expired tomorrow well because the people that want skim want skim they don't want to upscale to 1% right. One is, 1% <laughs> it's useless it to go <laughs> get it out of here and you know with the, tis the season with the eggnog and all that I mean especially this conversation is very relevant very
1: uh, anyway here so Diesel attacks uh, in the midst of the smoke of his pyro <laughs> and Vince literally says delivering those maneuvers Diesel Delivering those maneuvers. Side slam that we can barely see through the fog of Diesel's <laughs> pyro. It's amazing. Vince calls Diesel Big D. Yeah, which they always call them that. Never needs yeah. to happen. <laughs> Diesel basically kicks Owen's ass for a couple minutes, honestly. Yeah, this is a
2: one-sided yeah. match.
1: Owen gets like some token offense, like yeah. the Inziguri, a couple of moves, but nothing. Diesel makes the comeback, hits the jackknife while yelling, this is for you, Sean. Yeah. He puts his foot on Owen's chest for a two-count. But steps off, goes for another jackknife. This is
2: where I'm like, how is he not a heel? He's like, just not, he's not anything. He's an asshole. Faces are assholes sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, there's... Hogan would have done that. He wouldn't beat him up after he had him finished. That's not Hogan. Hogan would finish him with a He beat job. up a
1: manager afterwards. He, right, You're Right. Yeah, the lady manager. Well,
2: the one that was interfering. Yeah.
1: Oh, now, what are you, Gorilla Monsoon? She was out of line! <laughs> fighting fire with fire, Jess! Yeah, yeah. So he shoves down Tim Wright for really no reason, yeah. drawing, drawing a DQ, so... I actually misremembered this. I actually
2: remembered it as Diesel just beating Owen. Me too. <laughs> Owen I, won. <laughs> now, I felt this whole thing was kind of a weird downgrade for Diesel. Last month, he's the champion. This month, he's facing, like, mid Carter Owen Hart. You know, Kevin
1: Nash had a feud with my brother Owen, and yeah. I thought they could have had good matches. Like,
2: you have to remember where Owen is on the card at this point. Nowhere. This is, like, Intercontinental champion, like, you know. No, no, no. Like, this is, like, Owen, where he's, like, kind of lost. Yeah, because they lost the tag titles. Right. He's not really doing much of anything no. that's
1: important. He literally does nothing important until he teams with Davey at the end of 96. Right, exactly. Like, honestly, he kind of meanders for most Which, of this year.
2: if I remember, that was because they had tagged that one time when Yoko was, like, late or what? No, no, no. no. Oh, Owen was late. No. Owen was late or so. They were all in the same stable. But, right, and they became friends after that, though, is what I remember. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, they
1: were friends in 96. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh So, anyway... A dirty Triple H talks to a clean Sonny, believe it or not. (laughs) Well, I guess I'm going to... That's a
2: rare situation right there.
1: I'm going to assume a dirty Ray Rougeau. I find that funnier. He got very deep inside him. What do we do from here? The next three weeks, I didn't even... couldn't stand... So before we get to the next segment here, I think that's a good time to uh, take a pause for the cause, take a break here, refill your eggnog, folks, go get some groceries, you know, (laughs) some important things will be going on here. Because when we come back, we got the highlights of the show coming up. I mean, there's just, this is the best segment, clearly. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'll be jingling all the way right after this.
0: Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go the
1: That's mine. Just a moment. I didn't say that was yours. The big one's always mine. This is yours, uh, right I here. I want the big one. I get the
0: big one. That gift is for our custodial guy, Carlos. Some tools for the guy. bought some... I don't use tools. It's not for you. This is for you, right here. Now, this is going to go to Carlos. The Rolex. What are you doing? Are, are you crazy? Well so you can slide under his door. This guy is nuts. A Rolex. Who are you kidding? That Open was for me. Up, dummy. That was your gift. Oh, no. My salary seems to be getting smaller, and my family's
2: appetite seems to be getting bigger.
0: But luckily,
1: Ponderosa is doing
0: something about it.
1: Because now, Ponderosa has two delicious complete dinners for just $2.29. This tasty chopped beef dinner, or tender fish filet dinner. With unlimited fresh salad, baked potato, roll and butter, only $2.29 each.
2: How do they do it? I don't know! Ponderosa...
1: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point the Retro Wrestling Podcast, our third annual holiday special here on Monday, December the 24th, 2018. Before we get back to the very important content of season's very, beatings. The, the greatest pay-per-view. <laughs> very, very great pay-per-view. We want to remind you that if you want to leave a little stocking stuffer for us, uh, you may do so if you want to go to patreon.com slash podcast because we've got some great goodies in store for you there. Uh,
2: we have three very easy tiers. One, two, and three dollar. That's it. Nope. You can stock your stuffing with each tier. That's Maybe right. You can. have gifts for the family. Yeah. For the uh, for the whole family to uh, enjoy. For the whole family. <laughs> there's cursing. but Yes.
1: There's tons of don't cursing. Don't give them
2: to your kids. No. 18 or over.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, for the one dollar tier, what you get to see is the making of each and every, not just this week, but every Monday, we do a raw video dump of the audio version that you're listening to. Meaning right now, you can see that I am, in fact, wearing an ugly sweater and a, and a Santa hat. Yeah. Quinn has since removed his Santa hat. I guess you're, you're celebrating Festivus now? Yeah, something like that. Festivus for the rest it's of us. It's just more
2: comfortable for my headphones.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. And actually,
2: my headphones aren't even tight now because the Santa hat screwed them all the up. The
1: sacrifices we make, yeah. Quinn, for the video feed. So check it out for $1. You get to see mistakes that we might make if we ever make mistakes. I mean, she's
2: No, I no, that. Could,
1: Never. And, uh, you know, content that might hit the cutting room floor for $1 a month every single Monday. Video content. Now you can double down there, and for 2 bucks a month... You not only get the weekly Raw video, but every other Friday, you get a favorite segment of our fans. It is Mount Rushmore and Death Valley Extra, where we dive into the weird, wacky stuff. I mean, most recently, we did the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Wrestling Misters. Yeah, Wrestling (laughs) Misters. It was, uh, mister (laughs) Riffic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Hughes, Mr. X, Mr. Wrestling 2, Mr. Mr. Wrestling Wrestling 3. Yeah, Mr. Wrestling 1. So each and every every other Friday, I should say, Quinn and I will pick a random topic from the suggestion list, and we will rank the four best and four worst of something. And really, it could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. And then for $3 a month, not only do you get the weekly Raw video bi-weekly Rushmore and Death Valley on Fridays. But on the alternating Fridays, you get more video content, and that is Quinn and I, as we go through the WWF in 1982. We are just about out of the summer now, finally. Yes. We are not through. Not like through when this show takes place. Right. In the winter. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's, uh, it's It's okay. We're we're in a valley right now, I'd say. Oh, we're in a valley. Not at a peak.
1: No, we're not in a death valley, but it's a valley. We
2: were at a peak a couple weeks ago, though, if you want to. I mean, you get all of it if you uh, sign
1: up. That's right. That's the great thing is you could donate if you want to. $2, $3 Two, three dollars today, not only are you gonna get all the current and future content, yeah. you have like a treasure trove of stuff to go back through. Yeah. Like literally, I think we have 138 Patreon posts on there, which wow. means in some way, shape, or form, there's all this content. And again, we're not begging for your money. We don't do this show for yeah. money. Our Monday show is free. There's no sponsors, no ads, there's
2: none get of that somebody. shit. Maybe you could use three dollars from your gift cards that you get Boom. over the holidays. And try us out. Try us out. It's only three bucks, and you, well, you don't even have to pay for it if it's a gift <laughs> card, <laughs> there you know.
1: Go. Yeah, try it out if you want to. That's patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you want to donate. But Quinn, we got we got shit to do here. Unfortunately. Okay. Back to back to this shit show. Huh? Back to seasons beatings, folks. Now, Teddy Biasi's music hits to welcome Sabio Vega and Santa.
2: <sighs> oh no. This has to be it. Yes. Yeah. This is it, isn't it?
1: So Ted DiBiase has a very confusing phrase. He says, Merry Christmas and Bah Humbug, which... Good to see the Scrooge McDuck here. uh...
2: (laughs) I mean, Scrooge McDuck did say that in the Disney Christmas Carol. Ted
1: DiBiase is not Scrooge McDuck. But he is. Either oh sorry you're King right excuse Bin me no is. you're right I'm sorry yeah so he tells the crowd that everybody has a price including Savio Vega Savio is busy throwing cheap presents to the crowd with Santa though so what do you think
2: those presents were by the way they were just coloring catalog books, shit, catalog yeah, yeah. WWF catalog. WWF catalog. might be what do you think that Barry whatever that guy Didinsky. is Barry Dudinsky like <laughs> wrapped Scoop him up ding. for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he was the guy that selected what the gifts were <laughs> so
1: DiBiase invites them both up to the ring Vince gets very concerned. You know, obviously, last year SummerSlam, fresh in his memory with Luger selling out, Vince yeah. is very concerned that Savio Vega... <laughs> I don't Vega, blame him. Savio Vega has sold out, Vince thinks, but don't worry, Vince. Savio Vega's never sold anything out. Ha ha, ha. DiBiase thinks it's ridiculous that people believe in Santa Claus. This
2: is kind of bold for, like, something children are supposed to be watching, by yeah. the way. Yeah! He calls Santa a
1: big, fat, overweight, slob and ancient, and he can deliver toys you know, the whole night. He's like, that's such bullshit. Yeah. And he doesn't even think Santa can get up from the couch to the refrigerator
2: without blowing a fuse. Now, I believe Vince, like, randomly says during this rant, he's like, stop disparaging Santa! Yes, like, Vince all seriously. Like. It's so good. Personally, I don't think he can get from the couch! to the refrigerator without blowing a fuse.
0: <laughs> anyway, stop disparaging Santa. Believe-
1: Teddy DiBiase asked Savio Vega the question that everyone in this arena paid to hear the answer to. Savio, do you believe in Santa Claus? And
2: <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> Savio- How is this happening? <laughs>
1: Savio gets bilingually upset about this vicious attack on Santa. And he's like, hell yeah, I believe in Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: All right, there you have it, You then. asked
1: me if I believe in Santa Claus. So King does a Ricky Ricardo voice because it's 1995 and also because it's King.
2: I mean, based off the other jokes that were made tonight, <laughs> that's par for the course. Really? I, I like, wasn't even surprised. I didn't, yeah. I don't even know if I noted it. Like, I was just like, yeah. That's what King did. Yeah, that's what he
1: does. Fibiase laughs, and Santa attacks Savio to, like... <laughs> <laughs> no reaction from the crowd well one guy was clapping but other now, than that it was sort of funny when he first attacked but
2: then it yeah. just got kind of lame real
1: quick I did like that Diviase had the mic and he's like yelling at Savio but he's also joining in on the stomping yeah. which was kind of funny And his cheap shoes and his cheap shit yeah. yeah Vince acts as if this is the absolute worst thing that has ever happened say on it page ain't so. yeah, say it isn't he actually is very grammatically correct when he's like say it's not so
2: <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas here
1: you go there you go what do you mean he
2: bought Santa Claus? That can't be the real yeah. Santa Claus? Yes!
0: No! Say it's not so! <laughs> this is great! Say it's not so!
1: <laughs> and of course, the next No Raw, we find out this was Balls Mahoney, yep. Santa Claus right. from the South Pole, because it's 1995. Yeah. From the South Pole. Well, he hadn't been in W
2: yet, had he? No. I think he did. In 95? Nope. I believe he was there. No. Like, as a jobber. No. As Balls Mahoney? No. I don't know if he was Balls, but he was somebody. I'm pretty really? sure he Maybe worked he was. in ECW.
1: You could not be more wrong. You could try, but you would not be successful. So Dave Hebner and Jerry Briscoe come out to break this shit up. Meanwhile, King Mabel cuts rather decent promo, Here we honestly. Go. But Mabel. About how he's not afraid of The Undertaker and... <sighs> He did pin him at King of the Ring, and then he he broke his face recently. I hate
2: 1995! (laughs) (laughs) Ah!
1: So Undertaker is rather upset, presumably because he had to wear a stupid-looking mask for a while. So they're going to have a casket match, which really, considering the Undertaker's track record, Quinn, it can go either way for him. Yeah, Sometimes he dies during casket matches. Yeah, Occasionally. He does die sometimes. So King Mabel gets carried to the ring by some jobbers, including Jeff Hardy. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yep, and accompanied by Sir
2: Mo. It's all bad. <laughs> Mo is in the arena, everyone. <laughs> and then it's we... All, all, every single thing that is about to happen is horrible, and everything on your screen is shit. They might as well have just taken a dump on your CRT television. <laughs> so we throw to Doc... Come on! How does Doc appear the minute mabel is on the screen what does he live under mabel's ass (laughs) how is this possible fuck doc like seriously (laughs) fuck doc
1: he's he's very chin he hasn't
2: been on this show the whole time (laughs) the minute they hear say mabel hey where is he (laughs) oh it's we've got king mabel (laughs) exactly what is gonna happen next and the reason this made me like go off even more was because that impression. of that impression back when we like lost our shit about doc yeah, right and right you literally like the one like i was the one ranting most of the time but the one thing you did in the middle of that is you just yelled well we got king mabel and i'm like i know the thing about that was that i thought that like you were just like winging it on that one? I was. (laughs) I was. Here we go. Doc (laughs) appears. The second King Mabel shows up.
1: The best part is he's here at a, a very appropriate time to shill the Wrestlemania the arcade right. game video this, game. This
2: is amazing because nobody wants to watch Mabel's entrance. They instead want to watch a commercial for the video games or like docks next to the boxes or something. But
1: like what what kind of timing is this if you want anyone to take this match seriously? It's,
2: it's time, obviously.
1: <laughs> They'll, they're also going to throw in the strategy video they made to help you play the game, which is I'll be honest, it's notable for Bret Hart being awesome. And remember, he's like, come on, you're referencing a null pointer. Come on, you guys. There it is, right there in front of you the whole time. You are dereferencing a null pointer. Open
0: your
2: eyes. Do you want to go over the prices of these video games? Because golly. <laughs> well, the funny
1: thing is, I noted down what is listed on the screen. Doc says different prices, so I'll tell you both because I remember okay. them.
2: Super Nintendo. Doc says is sixty four ninety nine. Right, that's which... the one I remember because I was like, damn shit. The well, video games now are sixty bucks generally. Yeah. But five,
1: this is twenty five years ago. Dollars. Yeah.
2: Why sixty is excessive <laughs> enough.
1: It's listed on the screen though as sixty nine ninety nine. Really? So yes. that's even more hideous. Doc says the Genesis one is fifty four ninety nine, which is listed on the screen as sixty four ninety nine. <laughs> is he wrong about all of them? I didn't even notice this. The PlayStation one is the same for both, fifty four ninety nine.
2: What's no. funny to me is that that's cheap. Right. Well, the reason that's cheap is because they were on disc, so it was like yeah. that was the whole thing that I remember about PlayStation at the time. One of the big appeals of it is all the games were cheaper, like every single one. Do you it's remember true. that? Yes. Like, and this was before they settled into like PlayStation games would be sixty dollars. Right. This was like. No, like they were even like undercutting the cartridge games really bad, like in the late '90s. Where yeah. they remember they were like selling new games for like forty bucks. Absolutely, like, I remember big that. Big hit games, too, yeah. Not even like like shitty games. Cartridges are expensive to yeah. produce. So anyway, back to the ring where Mabel has a
1: very bebop esque mohawk going on. Oh, will you look at that thing?
2: What is? This? He looks like a damn fool. I hope Taker destroys him. Like honestly, <laughs> I he looks like an idiot. <laughs> So Undertaker dongs and he makes his usual slow entrance. Yeah, and I actually used this entrance to get a beer. Yes, I was drinking a beer, which is like a rarity for Quinn. What uh, beer? Uh, Heineken that somebody left in the fridge. Heineken? Yeah. You like Heineken? You Um, like Heineken, right? It's okay. Um, A friend of mine prefers it, and he had brought them over. It's a good beverage. He left me. He had come over like two weekends in a row, and he had brought Heineken both Both times. times. So now I had like way too much Heineken in my fridge good problem to have yeah. you might want to come over one day <laughs> I help clear
1: that yeah, out help clear that out yeah so this is maybe another highlight of the show yes
2: this is amazing and i can't believe it happened to the point where i like took like an actual like sound capture and of sent it, it to me of it and then s- texted it to you yeah so
1: king says
2: a line our favorite line. Yeah. From Planes, Trains and
1: Automobiles. For years
2: this me and Joe oh, yeah. did not know about this from King saying. No, no. We no. knew about it from yeah. the actual movie.
0: What do you think the temperature is? One.
2: So King says,
1: What do you think the temperature is in here, McMahon? One?
2: When I heard this, I was amazed. To the point, like, I had to record it. Yeah, so there's a lot of things going on. You know,
1: King Mabel, yeah. you know, with Doc and the everything. Doc, a lot of stuff's yeah. coming
2: together for us so- <laughs> so a year. It's all horrible. The only good thing is the Plains, Fries, and Automobiles <laughs> reference. This is great,
1: Quinn. I don't know if you caught this. There's a bunch of fans, each individually holding up letters that spell out The Undertaker. Uh-huh. But there's one point where the... The E and the doesn't hold his up, so it spells out Thundertaker. Oh,
2: I didn't even see that. That's awesome. That's a great, like, hair me- metal band name or something like that, that should you know? Be the-, the successor to the Undertaker, since he's, like, Thundertaker.
1: dead. Thundertaker. Yeah, well, he's always dead. Undertaker kicks him big, fat ass to start, but Mabel gets back on offense with a boss man slam. Sit up by Undertaker, but a big clothesline knocks him back down. Sit
2: up again, but Mabel hits a body slam. This whole match is wasting my time. It's exactly what you would expect shitty. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. good. Mabel to the
1: second rope, and he misses a grunting splash. Then Taker with a series of clotheslines, but Mabel will not go down, so Mm -hmm. Mo holds Taker's hand, which bothers him, and allows Mabel to hit a big belly-to-belly, followed by a leg drop.
2: By the way, this is the most Mo I've seen in, like, a long time. Excuse me, Sir Mo. Sir, yes. Yeah, Sir Mo. Sir Mo. (laughs) I mean, this... This was like amazing how much because he gets there's a lot of mo. He, he get he interjects in this match a lot. Yeah, later. and there's... I I swear this is also the last time we ever saw mo. I'm pretty sure he never showed up again.
1: There's no more mo after this much mo. Yeah, thank you. No sit up this time. Big grunting splash by Mabel off the ropes, and then Mo picks up the Undertaker over his shoulder, which is kind of funny. Yeah, dumps him in the casket, but he runs over to give Mabel his crown and
2: doesn't close the lid. By the <laughs> way, uh, props to Mo for like he. <laughs> He picked up the Undertaker and, like, he walked yeah. like, all the way around with the Undertaker on his shoulder. Mo's like 5'4. Yeah, I, I'm like baffled by this. It was weird <laughs> seeing the Undertaker getting dragged around by Mo. Like, <laughs> Mo!
1: It's, it's weird hearing you say that
2: sentence. The Undertaker <laughs> was picked up by Mo and thrown in a casket. By Mo. By Mo.
1: Mabel tries to close the lid, but of course the Undertaker gets up. Yep. So Mabel like comically gets all scared as yeah, Taker... all... Yeah.
2: Whoa! Whoa!
1: Taker kicks his ass again, taking him down with a big jumping clothesline off the ropes. And then a choke slam kind of yeah. and Taker rolls Mabel into the casket. But Mo hits Taker with the <laughs> wussiest offense ever.
2: <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, it's like I'll give Mo this. He's like clearly trying, like he's going quick and like trying to hit him it and looks stuff. It terrible, but like Taker's no selling all of it.
1: Yeah, and then Taker just chokeslam's Mo. Taker rolls Mo into the casket as well. Takes back his urn chain from Mo. Yes, yeah. somehow they got the urn so, chain.
2: I was so confused. When did they get the chain again? I don't know. Man, I never,
1: who cares? Who cares? Yeah. So Taker slams the lid on them both, and that pretty much symbolically ends the reign of these two bozos. I mean, honestly, yeah. Mabel now, made-
2: Sir Mo wasn't really doing anything anyway.
1: No. Mabel <laughs> made two more appearances that I know of. Yeah. The Raw Bowl where Diesel beat him in like a second. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And then he's in the Royal Rumble 96 briefly. That's it. They
2: were sick of Mabel. <laughs> you know what I was kind of wondering? Like, this is like was after the fact and I didn't take any notes on this, but I was like thinking about it today for some reason. What's that, Quinn? When Undertaker put them both in the casket, right? Yeah. And they close the lid and, you know, they have to, like, take them away. What do you think those two are, like, do you think they're, like, somebody's trying to, like, fart and, like, make jokes? (laughs) Yeah, they're they're, probably
1: fucking with each other, right?
2: Because it was probably, like, a good time (laughs) in there. Like, maybe someone put a beer or something in there and they're, like, they're sipping it.
1: I'm going to fart in your face. Yeah. (laughs) Shit like that. I can just imagine, (laughs) like,
2: the hijinks going on inside the casket.
1: Because they were friends in real life. Yeah,
2: exactly. So they're probably really, like... They were like, this is so
1: stupid, right?
2: (laughs) Or they're like, this is fucking... Awesome, we're in an Undertaker match, a casket match, like, and they're like marking out, like, in the casket. Mo, if you're out there, let us know what that was like. When are we interviewing Mo? Like, we we've been big Mo proponents on this show. I haven't proponed the Mo. Get him on the show, Joe. All right, let's book Mo. We want Mo.
1: <laughs> we want Mo. We're booking. Tell Mo. us what happened in the you know, casket. Mooney probably already fucking talked. Oh, remember when you were
2: in WWF and I wasn't?
1: <laughs> anyway, what is that? By the way, <laughs> just, it's it's not anything anymore. Yeah, okay. He just talks to people. Okay.
2: Anyway, that was a match. It, it was inoffensive, but not good. Just a minor waste yeah. of time, I would say. Like, yeah, it wasn't
1: horrible half or anything. Star, right? yeah, like yeah. a half a star, a yeah. star, yeah. star it wasn't it maybe. Dud. No, it wasn't yeah. a dud. So Undertaker makes the I want the belt motion. Yeah. see, we told you.
2: <laughs> we told you this last week. He always wanted it. It's there. He <laughs> did. He does it right here because he finally got rid of everyone that was in his way. Right. It's real <laughs> It's like, real it's folks. a real storyline.
1: <laughs> he fought. there's no one else challenging him. Right. Kama's gone, the corporation's yeah. off his back. He got rid of Mabel and Mo. Everyone's gone. He
2: wants a belt. Right. It's time. He deserves it. He did dispose of everybody like, every damn <laughs> heel in this company. So let's go to JR finally. Yep. <laughs> Where was he all night? Like, and he's got the dumb, like, rainbow cover. You know, the one where they? it's clearly like they told him to buy it to make it look stupid. <laughs> why is he not a commentary?
1: I, I don't know. Vince just had some
2: hang-up with him. I, did, I don't get it. He's so talented. He is. He like, didn't, at this point. He didn't regularly do commentary again until 96. That's so annoying. I, know, I don't know why. They suck, too, <laughs> these two. I mean, we had to deal with Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> jokes and... Like like Duck. the only good thing that came out of this commentary was trains, planes, and automobiles.
1: Yeah, that was the best lines yeah. line in the night from King. So JR. shows us clips of Diana watching the
2: bulldog beat all Brett and Wembley. in Wembley. Yep. a leather jacket and leather, leather jacket gloves in the match. middle of the summer. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. Was it cold there? I don't. I wouldn't think so. Well, it is England.
1: Well, it is August. Uh, that's true. Everyone hugged and was all happy at the end when bulldog beat Brett. Uh, so we bring in Jim Cornette, Diana, and of course the challenger for tonight, Davey Boy Smith. Cornette has a good promo. Very good promo. Yeah, this ain't bad. Where he plays up the fact that Brett has been jealous of Bulldog since meeting him in 1981 in Stampede. Yeah, it's, and, it's weird that they're referencing. Really that. good, right? And apparently, Stu liked Bulldog like, hey, a lot. <laughs> Cornette plays up the fact also that Brett has never beaten Bulldog. I like that angle, Quinn, yeah.
2: because... That's the only angle they have, really. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how
1: else are you going to really make... Right.
2: Brett Hart! You I know? do like, though, that they're using the Wembley match as, like... Because they really haven't fought each other since No, though, they yet. haven't. So, Diana says pretty much nothing of note. She says it in, like, an extremely <laughs> thick Calgary accent. You know, you know I, I, think I, husband's I think my husband. Going husband to win, yeah. win. I have complete faith in my husband, Davey, and I believe since he's beat Brett twice already, he'll beat him again tonight. Davey is better. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> that type
1: of thing. Yeah, holy shit. British Bulldog says he's going to win whether he wants to or not, or yeah, something, and he doesn't say that. No, we go to Big Fat Todd with Bret Hart. He's and, uh, not fat. What is he's this? He's chunky. Yeah. Look at him again. I promise uh, you, he's got a couple of chins there. And Bret, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, I know everybody wants to be World Wrestling Federation champion, but unfortunately. I'm here to stop them, which is basically Hogan's MO his yeah, whole what career. An,
2: what an ass,
1: by the way. the way well, he, He's, the he's saying he's a good wrestler. I'm just saying
2: the way he says that is like I'm here to hold them down. That's like what that sounds no, like.
1: No, he's saying I'm here to wrestle them and I'm going to beat them. I'm not going to let them that. be the champion. I get what he
2: means, but the way, it's just the way he delivers it, Joe. That's all I'm saying.
1: Basically, he's going to win, Quinn. That's yeah. the bottom line. And you were just saying you're glad this is almost over. Yeah, thank
2: you. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, how long is this match? Oh, 18 minutes or something. It's a good okay, match, good. too.
1: It really is good, folks, I and mean, we'll get into it, but yeah. it, it's. Uh, but I was
2: like looking at how much yeah. was left. I, be- I was doing that the whole show too. Yeah. Don't worry. So uh, Bulldog enters with Diana and Cornette. Yeah, she looks like a Calgary cowgirl or whatever. <laughs> like she looks so weird. And holy shit, does she have so much makeup on? A lot, right? Like, way like more doll than i ever. Yeah, like just, like doll makeup. It's like you can see the powder like going through the ring. And she doesn't need it. Diana's actually good looking. She's pretty. Like she really I don't is. really get like what was going on there. I think. Was she trying to seem like a heel and that's Diana's interpretation was a woman that wears too much makeup?
1: Yeah, or someone's interpretation might have been to... just se-
2: sensational Sherry and be like,
1: <laughs> I can do that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Bulldog, I noticed when Quinn- is announced from Manchester. Isn't it usually Leeds?
2: I'm not sure.
1: Then again, it's Manny yeah, Garcia, yeah. so who the hell knows? I, I, I don't trust that, but whatever. King says World Federation, which was funny. But uh, <laughs> is he Donnie? Yeah, WF. Yeah. Brett's music hits to a decent react. Good, good yeah. pop. Our referee, of course, is Earl Shitty. Only 27 minutes left, Joe. Thank you. King points out that Bulldog is wearing the exact same tights as when he defeated Brett at SummerSlam 92.
2: He's
0: wearing the exact same tights
2: that he wore that night in Wembley Stadium.
1: Which would be awesome if it were true.
2: They literally just showed us the clips from the match. He's not wearing that. What is? What that? is this? Like he's so happy about it too. Well, like look, he made McMahon. that observation. <laughs> look what I look what I realized, McMahon. And Vince is all with oh, it. He's like, oh, right? oh, you saw it, King. You got him.
1: They're not the same tights. It's not. Not at all. Now, this is a very good example, Quinn, before we get into the action here. Right. And I am not just saying this is a Bret Hart fan. I promise you, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But after what we've seen this whole show. This hideous show. This is a good example of
2: the talent of Bret Hart to just do a good match in, in the main enough. event. And, you know, without Sean on the show either. Yeah. Because of the injury angle. So it's kind of up to Bret to really... Because those are here. the two worker guys. Right, exactly. And I don't was, know what Ramon was doing. But, well, the horrible tag match. Yeah.
1: And then Owen was given nothing. Yeah. Owen was in a squash. Those are their worker guys <laughs> they in made 95. everyone look bad. They really did. But Brett makes Bulldog look good. This is yeah. a good match, folks. So we'll we'll probably play this a little straight. There's yeah. not too much shit to, to get into yeah, here. Yeah, there's but, really
2: nothing to get on here.
1: No. So we get a lock up the start. Bulldog pushes Brett off. And another lockup, side headlock takedown by the Bulldog. Head scissor by Brett. Escape. Both men up. Drop toll
2: hold brett into an armbar proud mikey rule sign in the crowd must be mikey whip out, Wipwreck, right? out of nowhere yeah i know yeah it was like i didn't see that the whole time like did somebody just make that now because <laughs> it looked like it
1: it's possible vince also congratulates Stu Hart on turning 80 uh, recently
2: cue, cue the king jokes like <laughs> as soon as he said that i, I literally i was like i was like waiting because there was like a delay yeah that was amazing too i was like i i think i like put my ear up you, like you hogan's i hogan i was like where is it where is it had to turn the page and find the right right one. Immediately, he said something about, I don't know. They were going to put
1: enough candles on there, but the fire marshal shut him down or something. something And I was like, okay, yep, there it is. (laughs) Fancy kip up by the bulldog. You know the one where he flips around a bunch of times? Owen did it too, kind of. And he takes Brett down by the hair and works the arm himself. Brett gets back up, backs Bolingham in the corner, followed by a nice clean break lock up arm drag takedown by brett and he drives the knee in we get a, like, a shot of cornet santa tennis that racket. was actually kind of funny yeah, was Nice, like
2: king was like "Ha!" yeah like, it's cute he was like
1: really into it it was good uh both men get up brett gets two off a crossbody he bails out and slides back in quickly under bulldog's legs and hits an
2: inverted atomic drop i like how bulldog accidentally hits the ref at one point but earl just no-sells because like i'm yeah. pretty sure that was a botch it was a botch yeah right and like they had to the, like both the referee and the bulldog and even brett with we're like, all trying to figure out how do we work this in, yeah, because it wasn't supposed to happen, right? It was just, I thought Earl actually did a decent job like passing it off. For, like, I'll I know give I, him credit, yeah, I, I know he hated it. No, him, I'll give him credit, but he was good there, like, he, he, he was good in this he, match, he kind of like, like, don't do that yeah. or something. And like, Bulldog was like, I'm sorry, yeah, like, it was good.
1: Know. Hammerlock by Brett, Bulldog Irish Whipsum. wouldn't that be English whip? Yes. Thank you. Drives the knee to the gut. Uh, Tree of Woe by Bulldog. As we keep seeing shots of Diana looking kind of bored. Yeah, later <laughs> notice she, that? she's not bored. Though. No, later she's yep. not. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Chinlock by Davey. Brett powers up as an ECW chant so, breaks out.
2: Okay, I will say this. At this point in the match, you have to remember this is like set to be a long match. Right. And the pacing is a little it's, it's like a Brett they are they, they get not like if you're like a fan they're like come on get on with it get to the good stuff you know so can I can understand why people were getting a little absolutely and not to mention this pay-per-view was that's horrible That's the other, like, that's the main thing. So they they're like oh man we're going to get a shitty Bret match yeah. like, that's probably what they're thinking at this point Yeah, like, right. like they're like, going they're going gonna like to rob gonna us of a good get, Brett like, match. Every like basically they're they're scared at this point that everything's going to be bad. Right, exactly. So
1: Brett attempts a crucifix,
2: Bulldog slams him back goes back to the chin lock.
1: Vince gets handed a note that says The Undertaker will be facing the winner of this match at this the Royal Rumble. so
2: random, by the way. Like, I'm surprised they just didn't wait till Raw. Like, Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and that's all you have to do to get your shot is just make that motion. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, we did talk about this. And we've been hyping the storyline right. for years about how, you know, he yeah. has he has been he chasing. Has the and that record. was the last one. So it's, it's only right. It's fair. Corey. Monsoon got it. Yeah, he got it.
1: Cornette whacks Brett with a tennis racket while Earl is distracted. Bulldog gets a two count off of that. And goes back to the chin lock again. Uh, Brett gets up. Rams Bulldog into the corner. But Bulldog Irish whips him face first to the buckle for a two count. I love Quinn. Mm-hmm. Brett Hart's 100 mile an hour face I've first spot to the really good. buckle. It's it really good. It is really, really good. Yeah. Back body drop gets two. Back body? Is this 1957? Is, is he going to
2: beat him with that? Yeah.
1: Come on. Well, I mean, somebody won with a Bulldog tonight. That's so. <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Back to the chin lock as we split screen with Diana's stoic face. Now this
2: is when Diana starts to like they're actually oh, using that a little the makeup cam yeah, to like show her cam? like concerned or something. Yeah, a concerned look on the face I of think Diana. That, that near the end they started using that correctly where it was like kind of adding tension. Yes. Like
1: I'll give you that. Yeah. They did the same thing in ninety two. Remember yeah. that we keep cutting to her. Right. Brett gets up, hits a monkey flip off the ropes, followed by another invert of the atomic drop. Brett bulldogs the bulldog for two and then hits a Beautiful pile driver. King's like he learned that for me. <laughs> yeah, right. But it only- that, that makes sense, though. It is King's move. It is. It only gets two though. King tells Vince to quit blatantly rooting for Brett, which I found <laughs> funny. Uh, Russian light sweep by Brett, which uh, Gorilla always called the neckbreaker. <laughs> you know, uh, the same yeah. move. Neckbreaker! Weird. Second rope diving elbow, and then sets up a big super play from the top rope, but Bulldog throws him off to a rather big
2: reaction from the crowd. Yeah, this is where it starts to kind of heat up here, right? There, like, yep, like yep. now the crowd's like, oh, shit, this is serious. What's going on here? Yeah. Brett belts to the outside as a handful of cha-
1: fans are chanting for a table, I'm queen. getting
2: excited, too, because last month, Brett Brett did the table. He went through a he, table. He went through a table. So the ECW faithful here are, are excited, yeah. right? Yeah. They're they, like, we're gonna get it, man. We love tables. Yeah.
1: Outside the ring, Bulldog rams Brett's back into the ring post. A this lot- is
2: where it starts to get, like, really serious stuff here, right? Yeah, allowing Brett to blade on his face for some reason. I yeah. guess, I don't know why. But- I don't really know what the logic here was, but it didn't matter because it looked amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it came from, but it was a very big blade job. So, He's gushing blood. He is
2: dripping, like, and it's like that dark blood where, yeah. like, you no, know, it's like it got in deep. It's not like surface level. Yeah. blood. like it's like it looks pretty serious. He ate his
1: Wheaties that morning. Yeah. I'll tell you Jeez. that Canadian Wheaties, whatever. Yeah. He eats everything.
2: The, the Canadian Wheaties. It has <laughs> Bret Hart on the cover. It's Doug Flutie. On the remember cover. He's, he's the best Canadian or something. <laughs> Bret Hart, You're best Albertan. Yeah. Um, a segment of the crowd actually chants he's hardcore. Matt oh, Brett. I agree. There, I agree yeah. too. That, that was, I mean, he was that blade job. He could have killed himself. That was pretty serious.
1: You know, I thought I could have wrestled in the ECW.
2: <laughs> He did. <laughs> that one, that one, one time. I guess yeah. Terry Funkin is like retirement. You match. beat him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a retirement match. You're supposed to lose. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Tell me a lie.
1: Yeah. So back in and Bulldog beats the crap out of Brett for a while. Big delayed super play gets two or super play gets two. We get some. This is funny. I don't know if you got, caught this one. I, I don't think I did. There's some unintentional humor because Brett's bleeding, right? Vince calls for the camera shots to be kept wide. <laughs> Right as we zoom in on Diana's face in the split screen.
0: <laughs> let's please, if we can, keep our cameras wide.
2: But we do not need any close-ups.
1: Vince thinks the match should be stopped due to blood. No, I don't think so, Vince. No, we Vince, don't do that on. here. We're not
2: pansies around yeah. here. Let's, let's, <laughs> these are Canadian and British people or whatever. That's right. They have a queen. Yeah.
1: Big body slammed by the Bulldog, and he heads up top with a really horrible headbutt to the ass that he almost <laughs> fell off the ropes <laughs> for. It's terrible. Bow and arrow submission, but Brett rolls off and quickly goes for the sharpshooter. Bulldog escapes and I stomps him say, down.
2: I have to say, everything from this point is like really good. Yeah, this is like, really good. Y- like it all starts kind of moving and flowing, everything, and there's blood everywhere. It and makes it, sense. Everything yeah, they do it, makes it's sense, good. It's you good. know? Yeah.
1: So uh, Bulldog starts selling his knee as he shoulder blocks Brett to the outside. Right. Brett gets up on the apron. Bulldog tries to suplex him in, but Brett does a go behind into a German for two on a Brett's trademark that spots. That
2: fucking German was out of nowhere and unbelievable. I will give all the props in the world to. I didn't Great see it spot, coming. Right? Like, he, like because the bulldog, you think all oh, he's going to do is trademark play thing, mm-hmm. but like it gets reversed and it's like the German. Like snaps. Like I love immediately it. when Brett lands, it's a whoosh into yep. the German. It's amazing. Brett
1: does a good German suplex. Yeah. He didn't do it Why often. Why does he
2: never do it? He's so good at it. I
1: don't know. Double clothesline as the crowd really starts getting into it now. And both men up as Brett backdrops Bulldog over the top rope. Brett with a beautiful, beautiful Piscato on the Bulldog to the outside. And yeah, this whole segment pumm- was really beating his ass with right hands on the yeah. outside. Then he climbed. I've never seen Brett do this. He hops on the ring apron, climbs on the second rope, not right. turnbuckle, yeah. rope, and attempts like some
2: kind of splash on the Bulldog. But Bulldog catches him and power slams yeah, him. Yeah, he catches him exactly into the power slam position, and then power slams him on the on the carpet or whatever That But it looks it awesome, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> it, carpet. Looks, it looks really good. Yeah. It does.
1: It looks great. Yeah. So Brett's like half dead here as Bulldog goes for a suplex with the mats pulled up, but Brett crotches Davey on the barricade and clotheslines lines him off the hard way. Yeah. Back in both men. The mat is blood stained. Everyone's like all tired. Yep. Yeah. Side back breaker gets two. King King's doing a great job. I know people out there don't like King. Some people don't. Yeah. He had moments of really adding to the drama of a match back, I even back then.
2: This, when you're in a stupid part of the show, the King, you know, he acts stupid. He does what he's there, but he's for. not
1: Bobby Heenan, right? That's the thing.
2: It's just like it's his humor is just different. Like it's I, cornier. It's cornier. Yeah. It not to not to say that Bobby wasn't corny. Also, but he was just witty. It's Bobby just like a was different. Very witty. Yeah, it's a different. King is more like on the nose. Bobby's like a little like, sometimes you have to think about what he said. Bobby's just a higher yeah, level of humor. Higher than brow. Yeah, more brow, more brow
1: there. But King can add to the drama of a match, and he does right. so here. He, that's the thing is when there's a good match, it's like King actually knows what he's doing. He does, yeah. Uh, and I encourage anyone that's detractor of that. And I'm not saying the 2000s, you know, version. Yeah,
2: I mean, because that's like old King, where yeah. he's kind of like he, doesn't care. He can't, and not even that. It's like I think when you're older, like it probably is harder to keep up with the action as much, just because it's like you're six years old. Like, yeah, I, maybe. Is it? it I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't like getting on King. Like nowadays, it really like pisses me off because it's like. And nowadays, right? It's just like he's there just to be like a guest, and he's like helping them out and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to be doing this anymore. That's true. Like it's bullshit when people get on his case. Like I hate that. I don't know why. Michael Quinn, defender. Leave King King alone. He's been he had a great career. He was great always. Like just shut up. He is a very good wrestler. We were just talking outside. He's a good
1: announcer. Overall, I'd say he's a good announcer. I mean, we might find out next season, Quinn. Yeah, maybe where he falls. Yeah. Uh, So. King says Brett cannot beat the Bulldog no matter what he does. He can't beat him, which I love it. Yeah, Both guys are like half dead now as Bulldog takes a Michaels-esque bump to the corner, like a flopping back bump to the turnbuckle. Uh, Brett sets up the super play again, and this time he hits it. Very safe. So safe. Yeah, the the
2: most safe. (laughs) I I was like commenting so safe because there was one where he like didn't get it and it wasn't safe. It's unsafe. Because he didn't get it. Yeah. But now this one was Whenever safe. Whenever Brett gets that super play plex, whatever we play. call it. Super play. Yeah. Um, it's the most safe. Yeah. The safest. Now, what I always liked about Brett's superplex is that he
1: did it from the top rope. Because you know how some guys yeah. would... like. I think Bob Orton sometimes would do it
2: and he'd, <laughs> he'd be he'd standing stand on the on middle. Rope. I mean, it's, does it? matter. It looks like, cooler. It looks cooler, but That's I don't think all. like technically you're still coming from the top, so who gives a shit?
1: I know, but it looks cooler.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh both men are out. But yeah. Brett
1: rolls over on a bulldog for a very close 2 count. Brett argues with Earl and then gets O'Connor rolled, but he reverses it for two. Mm-hmm. Brett with punches and uppercuts in the corner, but gets whipped into the opposite turnbuckle. Bulldog charges, eats a boot, and then Brett wraps him up in a La Mahistral out of nowhere for yeah, the win. But,
2: holy shit. This is like four and a half stars, like, easily. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, that was actually my exact rating was four and a half. Yeah, four and a half, Fantastic like, match. It was really good, and it's surprising because this pay-per-view was so shitty. And I also like when Bulldog just kind of graciously accepts his defeat and leaves. Yeah, because, like, it, it feels like it's understood that the Bulldog put up a good match. Like, both announcers are saying it was good. Like, yeah. even Vince's, even though he's a heel and everything. Right. And, like, people are, like, patting Bulldog on the back. Yeah. Like, Cornette and Diana, like, saying like that. Like, you can tell there's, like, it's almost, like, illustrated to the viewer that even his handlers, even though he lost, are, like, Saying, good like, effort. That was, like, really good. Like, you're almost like they're, like, real uh, people. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it's like, man, one more time, you might get them yep. kind of thing. Like I thought it was great. Yeah.
1: I really thought this whole thing and was it, good.
2: It kind of sucks, too, because, like, I would actually like to see a rematch of this after this match, because right? the, the story told is that Bulldog was within inches of winning. And now they're know? tied 1-1. One, one. Right, exactly. So, like, it should... that Like, Bulldog was actually at a weird part in his career where he actually was good, but he wasn't being appreciated for it. Yeah. Like, it's strange. Bulldog's
1: late 95—I mean, he had to fight Diesel, which was bad, but Bulldog had some good stuff in late 95 and into 96. Well, his whole tag team run was good, too. Oh, his Owen tag team? Yeah. fantastic. They were a
2: great tag team. That's why he got so over. It's just so weird to me that they just never could, like— Get it over the finish line, with the Bulldog, know. and like yeah. put him in the world title picture.
1: They never really could. This is yeah. the closest he got. That in the Sean feud,
2: yeah. It just it, it's bizarre because <laughs> he's bizarre, <it's> bizarre. But <laughs> I'm saying that's like he's a pretty decent like worker and athlete, and he's he seems legit in the ring. Yeah, this version of
1: Bulldog in '95, '96 is so much less, or if at all, or less Tony cherichetti steroided up than the 1991,
2: yeah. '92, where he's he just more like, natural, bloated,
1: yeah, yeah, like early 90s Bulldog was bloated and way too big, but he was great here. Brett, I got to say, and again, not because I'm a Brett fan, but that was a great freaking match that they put together.
2: And uh, you can understand why Brett is so pissed that he has to give the title up to Michaels, but at the same time, I'm also like, well, he's not pissed. No, that's not true. He wasn't mad about that. He really wasn't. I thought he felt his title reign was worthless or something. He has problems with
1: the Undertaker match at Rumble, the Diesel match at uh, in your house in February, like he didn't like the way that was handled. I'm not saying he's right, but he was. He felt like he after this he wasn't treated like he could have beaten Michaels.
2: Yeah, that's I, all. I guess my point is just like I feel, especially when it's Michaels' first reign, that it's kind of like it's just a consequence of the fact that you really need to like push him as like no, he's like he's he, it's a special time in his career and like Sean, he, he yeah. it's like it, it's like at this time he's like one step ahead of brett like it has to be yeah, and I th- said you know and i think brett
1: should complain about nothing because he took michael's to a one hour draw i know
2: in the ironman right they like, brett didn't even go down like like he didn't go down up. in the match right. you know it was in the overtime so they gave him like a lot of respect so i have to uh, yeah i agree with you like,
1: yeah. I do agree with you. Yeah. He he had nothing to complain about about the way he lost the title. Right. If he didn't like his shitty Undertaker match at Rumble, fine, well, I get it. blame fucking
2: Undertaker Bone Street, okay? <laughs> like, get off the click <laughs> for that shit. Like, seriously, you well, can complain blame, about the Diesel he shit. He didn't blame
1: Michaels for that.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if Undertaker had a shitty match, well... Who fucking cares? It's The Undertaker. It's The Undertaker. He always
1: has shitty matches. So anyway, we're not done yet, though, because as Brett gets on his feet and celebrates, the show ends. But no, no, no. Here on the network.
2: okay. Uh, Why? (sighs) I just wanted
1: it to be over, Joe. No, Quinn, it's the In Your House Extra. Uh Chunky Todd here is with Paul Bearer and The Undertaker. Yeah. Which is great how
2: Diesel... This is awesome. It actually ends up being good. It's just... At this point the show, I was done with In-Your-House season's beatings by this point. (laughs) Diesel wanders in and
1: pretty much says this is bullshit that Undertaker gets a title match because Diesel hasn't even gotten his rematch yet.
2: technically, Diesel lost to Owen Hart, so I don't think it's bullshit. Quinn. He technically lost to him. But he never got a rematch against Brett. These are how the rankings work in the World Wrestling Federation. Are you sure about that? He lost to Owen. It was his own damn fault. Paul Barry's like... Big Daddy cool? You haven't been very cool? So, so, this is my favorite part. I swear Diesel says this. He goes, fuck off, Gomez. It's like, possible. Like, Big Daddy cool! You haven't been very cool lately! In fact, you lose your cool off! All- Gomez! You can play it, and people can hear it for themselves. But it just—it was so quick. It's kind of like the like eat shit, my son kind of right, thing. Right, right. Right. It's like I swear he said fuck off, Gomez. I hope he did. Actually, it cause... is the extra. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the extra means more. Okay. <laughs> we
1: have a stare down between Diesel and Undertaker, which would eventually lead to a rather good match between them at WrestleMania 12. Not a bad match. Yeah. And then an unnecessary <laughs> recap video ends things here. Which I, I don't know like why. wasn't
2: even paying attention. I was literally writing in my notes thank god this is over while the video was playing well i wasn't even looking at my screen anymore (laughs) it's like what are they gonna show me gold dust and an usher and all this bullshit yes literally that's (laughs) what they show
1: that was in your house seasons beatings not a uh not a high point for the world wrestling federation huh
2: (laughs) a great main event but literally it saves this from being like the worst pay-per-view ever like it was on its way To being one of the worst favorites ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a shoe-in until the end. It really was
1: because nothing was good on it until the Brett match.
2: In fact, I said to you while I was watching this, how is everything getting worse? Like, every time I thought, well, that has to be the worst thing tonight. Like, something worse would happen. King Mabel. Yeah, King Santa Mabel. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Buddy yeah. Rydell. Buddy Rydell. Like, everything was shitty. <laughs> I know. Goldust is creepy usher. Like <laughs> You really he, don't like that usher, he huh? He creeps me out. Marty Janetti's stupid jacket and razor jacket. And singlet. Yeah, and sing Like, all of it was bad. As you say, Quinn,
1: it's all bad. It's all bad. But we will give full credit to Bret Hart and Bulldog for putting on a really
2: good, often forgotten main event. Essentially saving this from being the worst pay-per-view of all time. Yeah, I mean, King of the Ring 95 was really bad, too. I gotta watch that one again. Maybe put that on for something. next. I'd
1: like to review that. That'd be fun.
2: I haven't seen that in a long time.
1: We haven't done a full pay-per-view review since Heroes of Wrestling, I guess, huh? Yeah. We never really do full pay-per-view reviews. I mean... Yeah, but
2: this is a special.
1: Oh Christmas yeah, episode. no, this was good. So, I think that's it. I mean, that was not good, but the it was horrible main event, <laughs> folks. If you haven't seen that Brett Bulldog match in a while, though, I suggest you check it out. It really is good. Yeah, it is not their ninety two
2: match. Like it's not a redo. Here, here's what I say. Yeah, if you want to see a great match, skip to the last twenty minutes of this pay per view.
1: Yeah, it, it's really good.
2: Yeah. Don't watch any else because it will like burn your retinas off or something.
1: Unless you literally have nothing to do and you want to just feel. Unless
2: you want to torture yourself, yeah. um, Then we did it for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't have to.
2: We both did it separately, and that's what even it's it's upsetting that the play count on In Your House Five over at Titan Towers went up by two yeah it really didn't it. Like, deserve it should, to it should never go up by that much in a week yeah we like, both were watching <laughs> it
1: at almost the same time also right, i was yeah. a little behind you but it was funny
2: imagine the the twerp that keeps track of like what things get watched he's like wow somebody watched season beatings like yeah we're the only
1: two people probably yeah. in a long time to right. watch that been and,
2: sitting on their uh plex server for a while whatever <laughs> they have
1: over there but folks that is our uh that is our gift to you for the holiday season yeah. here this is uh this was an interesting one, Quinn. It,
2: was, mm. it wasn't good, it
1: was but it was horrible. fun. To, it was fun to talk about.
2: Yeah, it was fun to talk about. We
1: hope you guys had fun unwrapping this gift with us, uh, Quinn. Yeah. Anything
2: else here? We're getting out of here. We got one more show um, this year. I said I'd say that the night before Christmas, or something. I'm just the, kidding. I, you? I was kidding. I don't have the book in front of me or all whatever. Right. Well, so, maybe one day we can uh, do a reading. I'll just, from you. I'll just say this so that it's not false advertising. Tis was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring not a creature was stirring not even a mouse okay there you got it something about throwing up a sash or yeah, something like that what nut, is a sash? crackers i don't know what is a sash it's the thing uh, uh like miss america wears yeah but that's the thing is like it's in the context of a window like i threw up the sash oh maybe the maybe a uh, curtain was made of the same material back then or something i don't know i'm just making that's it actually yeah. pretty astute yeah. yeah not bad well
1: anyway Merry Christmas to all. And if you don't celebrate it, happy holidays yeah. to all. And if
2: uh, if you're driving to your uh, Christmas gathering, to Auntie uh, Ruthie's, to Auntie Ruthie's or something, yeah, Topanga's mom or yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, if you're was, going to see Topanga's mom. Or Topanga's cousin or what? Who was that lady? Oh, Auntie Ruthie, obviously. Auntie Ruthie, Her Quinn. auntie. Um, you know, we hope you enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, pass the time as you, you drive to grandma's or whatever you're doing. Over the river and through the woods. Yep. Maybe through a snowstorm. I, I don't know if it's snowing.
1: Grandma got run over by a reindeer. In your neck of the woods, you know. I'm just saying. And if you're uh, off tomorrow and off the rest of the week, or if you're not, you know, have a great week. We will be back, though. We are coming back next Monday, Quinn. We're kicking off a new season. This Uh is a convenient time to do a holiday special. It just worked out that way. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. We are going to be here live in the loft. It's not really live. And uh, we are going to be doing... (laughs)
2: episode number 111 111 triple one triple one, oh, and that triple one. is, is <laughs> triple h gonna be involved that you nope. gonna hijack that show <laughs> to greatest or whatever and we will
1: be sure. here to uh to introduce you to a new opening segment uh, we'll have to find out what that is i don't think, even think we know yet so i don't think we do and we'll also have a new uh world rankings topic quinn yep. there we go so it'll be fun times we'll of course be reviewing something in the meantime if you want to follow us on twitter Please do so at OVP Podcast. You can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group if you, ha- if you haven't yet. And if you want to donate, you can do that on patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. But until next week, to close out the year, I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. We are saying happy holidays to all and to all a good night. Merry Christmas.
0: Ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's a little better. Merry Christmas, everyone. Just, just oh, one more time. Nice. A little bit more. To I'm get. not going to do this. Yes, yeah. it, oh, yes, you. Twenty-five, 25 gr- big ones. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, oh, Come oh, on with oh, me. We're oh, nice. doing with me. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. A little bit more. Ho, ho, ho. More 25 grand. ho, ho, ho. ho. ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas.